Welcome, welcome, welcome to Planning Phase Syndicate episode 59. Lock your S foils into a tax position, folks. Tonight, we have an amazing guest joining us. But before we get to that, we're going to be talking about the Malachor Galactic Championship that happened from GSP over the weekend, as well as some of the reviews for Mini Stravaganza. So essentially, AMG just released a whole bunch of crap and dumped it all over us. And I had a little bit of time to watch some of it, and hopefully we have caught up enough to talk through all the new, up-and-coming, amazing stuff that has happened. With that being said, why don't I bring in my co-host for tonight and our guest, Harry Nick. Welcome to the show, folks. Let me unmute you all. How are you Hello. all doing tonight? Doing all right, man. Excited, excited to uh, to cast tonight. We have so much content that was given to us for the future of X Wing. Uh, there's so much to talk about tonight, and just just really stoked. Tonight's episode is brought to you by Jameson Black Barrel because Tanner spent ninety percent <laughs> of his day at a hospital and finally has come home to have a little bit of drinky poo here. And our <laughs> secondary uh, sponsor is Buffalo Trace. Except for you mixed it. You seven eleven I mixed it with ice. All right. <laughs> it's um it's morning here in Australia, so I'm drinking coffee out of my Mr. Men cup. <laughs> Irish, <laughs> Irish coffee. <laughs> you know, you put a little bit of whiskey. Very in not Irish coffee, very caffeinated, very wakey uppy juice. <laughs> Fair enough. So our guest, Harry Nick, famous podcaster slash YouTuber. Welcome to the show. How are you tonight, sir? Or this oh, morning? Thank Is you. it morning? <laughs> I, yes, I, I don't know whether uh, to say that. You know, it's currently eleven a.m. in Melbourne, which is not particularly early. Um, it's it's a it's a day off for me, man. <laughs> this is, um, yeah. Um, thanks for inviting me on. Really appreciate it. Yeah, we like having guests on, especially when we get new new content. So, before we get into it, for anybody that doesn't know who you are, why don't you go ahead give us give us a little bit of uh, overlay of the land of who you are, where we can find you as well. And again, all the links will be in the description of the show at the end. Uh, g'day. My name is Nick. I have been playing X-Wing for, oh, wow. Has it been six years? I guess it's been six years. There you go. Um, yeah, I'm just your average X-Wing casual player who decided to, hey, make a YouTube channel. And hey, people started listening to it. So I kept making YouTube videos. You can find me over at YouTube at uh, youtube.com slash Harry Nick or just search for Harry Nick. Um, also, all the relevant socials, uh, Facebook, Reddit, Twitter, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, the bulk of my stuff is here on YouTube. So yeah, go check it out. I like to talk about uh, theory crafting, list building, all that kind of stuff. And yeah, just celebrate the game, basically. So just curious, and this is going to be one of those stupid, hey, I know a guy from the country that you're from. So obviously, you must know him as well. Uh, do you hang out and small. or deal with that ne'er-do-well named Nobby? Uh, not that I'm aware. I, I feel terrible because I'm like, oh, do I know this person? Because <laughs> if I don't, <laughs> if, if I do and I, and I say no, uh, not that I'm aware of. It's okay. He's an A-wing loving, like, rebel scum <laughs> pilot. Nobody likes him anyway. So I, I am panicking because oh. I'm like, oh, oh, am I saying I don't know someone when I do? Um, just, just so you know, and this is not something I talk about the channel. I am terrible at remembering people and names for some reason, my, my brain 
can remember all these X-Wing stats and everything, but it pushes out, you know, fundamental adult stuff. Just so I, I can't function. <laughs> Fair enough. My X-Wing. Yeah. <laughs> all right. In well, order welcome for me to... to remember, in order to remember one thing, something else has to be forgotten. Yes, that's our brain's work. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us tonight. If anybody wants to, you are welcome to check out uh, his YouTube channel that will be in the description as well. And maybe JJ will post it in the chat on and off throughout the night. With that being said, we've had a lot of amazing reveals, but I don't want to get to the reveals <clears throat> specifically just yet. Right. So we talk a little bit, you know, usually we kind of, you know, jerk around a little bit, talk about the weekend. So Kind of want to know how everyone's weekend is. So technically, Nick, it's no longer weekend for you. Um, you know, so while we get to sit here and drink, and, and I have a weird question before we get into everybody's weekend. But so if sure. I fly to Australia, I lose mm -hmm. a day, right? Or do I, I or do I gain I gain a day? No, I lose a day. And then when I fly uh, back to America, do I you're lose it? Going forward in time. Yeah. Yes. So I'm time traveling, <laughs> right? So if I come visit yeah. you. Yeah. I get to time travel. That's right. Awesome. Yes. All right. I am from the future. There we That's go. Right. I like that. I love that piece of it. I was going to say, somebody did math one time and realized that, like, if you flew from Earth out around Pluto and back, because of the distance it takes you to get to Pluto and back, Earth years would have been like 40 or 50 years, but because of like the distance and how you're traveling, you're only aging about five to six actual years of time. So it's the equivalent of traveling forward in time. Yes, but yay, I don't yay, have yay, rel I haven't yay, yay, relativity. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> My playlist only lasts two days, man. What the hell am I going to listen to for the rest of the five years in space? Um, our back catalog of podcasts. Check us out on Podbean and <laughs> Apple Pod. <laughs> Just this, uh, discover a few more hundred podcasts. You're all good. Yeah, yeah. good. Yeah, or you can listen to us on repeat. You you could tell, especially if you if you, I'll tell you what. Go back and listen to all of the old episodes, and if you could point out how drunk Tanner is on each episode, by the end of the episode, how many whiskeys I've had, there'll be a prize in it for you. That'd be great. And I can also finish off the Throne books. That's right. <laughs> Fair enough. All right. Well, anyway, I hope everybody's weekend was good. Um, you know, I, I had a pretty eventful weekend, but not to the point where I was super excited. I got to play Armada on Friday. Had my ass handed to me because of JJ. <coughs> Thanks, buddy. Um, what? Helps, <laughs> JJ helps me build the list. And I, the one time I don't bother to ask JJ when, what, like, I picked the wrong objective and I get my ass. I had my ISD blown apart in literally like two churns, just like obliterated, just gone. I mean, it was Luke Skywalker who did it. No, it wasn't Luke. Because what happened is Luke did come in through the stupid card underneath the shield. And then I yeah. went and killed Luke. Like I said, I'm done. So my interceptors flew over, attacked Luke before he could shoot again because I was first player, and just wiped Luke off the board. Luke was, Luke, <laughs> Luke was gone. There was no more Luke. And then, um, but so that didn't matter. And then I was able to have enough repair points to get rid of the card, right? Okay. So I was full health. But then I got caught, and they got to double tap out the front of their stupid big ship, and oh, you know, that's why. Okay, oh, I mean, that sucks. 
it is what it is. So based on JJ, I should only be playing X-Wing and I should stop playing Armada <laughs> because I suck at it. We'll get into Legion. Don't worry about it, man. <laughs> well, the guy that beat me plays Legion. We were having that conversation too, <laughs> actually. And I kind of would if you if you look at some of the um, amazing things that came out of the AMG thing. Oh, yes. Um, from this weekend. I mean, they're getting an actual Mandalorian and Baby Yoda model. Like, I mean, and I asked the guy, can I just play um, like the Shadow Collective? Like, do I actually have to freaking buy any of the like, I don't care about any of these other. Can I just play the Shadow Collective <laughs> and just and win? And he didn't have a good answer for me. So either that means yes, and he doesn't want to give it away. Or it means there's no way in hell you can play them by yourself and win. So, so the thing is, and this is so one of our previous listeners, and I don't want to get too deep into into Legion, um, <laughs> but you remember Johnny Tex? He's our only Patreon um, still. Um, it was a pretty hardcore Legion player, and when X Wing transitioned into the objective, and I went on my rants about how. This is going to benefit people that fly multiple ships versus smaller number of ship lists. Um, he was talking about how in Legion, if you want to play for fun, then you can play like Vader and Luke and Obi-Wan and, and these characters <laughs> that are actually fun to play and lend something to the game. But if you want to play it on a competitive level there are so the the you win or lose based on the number of activations and and actions you get to take during a match so having a larger squad nets you more benefits than having three or four high level people with a couple of support um and so like when we see things like the mandalorian or a new boba fett or or something like that like i get excited for the models, but looking at the the current stat, status of that game, they don't get played a whole lot just because you want to have as many generic units as you can to take <laughs> objectives and to make sure that you can hold things. And that's more important than having Obi-Wan or Luke on the board. And so that got me worried about the stat of X-Wing. But JJ's list has has proven that you can uh, you can do it with the big name pilots and not have to worry about it. So... Yeah, we'll revisit yeah. that when we look at the top list for uh, Galactic Championship. Yeah, you'll you'll see that that archetype actually came in really strong for Scum this uh, this championship. Awesome. Anybody else have any weekend fun they had before we get serious on the show? We're already thirteen um, I went minutes. Saw, I went and saw Pause of Fury. Oh, huh. oh that I heard that's fun. good. I got to see was, that. So to be fair, number one, if you like Mel Brooks, yes, like, that's like, the reason like, why I want to see it. Yeah. It is very Mel Brooksy, like very space balls, like Robin Hood men yes. in tights, like humor. There's a lot of like fourth wall breaking and stuff like that. Like it was, it's a children's movie with enough adult jokes to keep it entertaining yeah. for the parents that have to sit through it with their children. It was a decent movie. And I understand that he actually did a voice of one of the characters for that movie. Yep. He is the, the Shogun. And nice. I will tell you this, and I'm going to say this on the stream and I'm going to watch the chat explode. I went and saw Thor Love and Thunder last Tuesday and I walked out. Well, I, mean, uh, I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet, so I can't really come. Me neither. Yeah. <laughs> I will I will tell you I am a diehard Thor fan. Like I love Thor's character. I love the comics. 
this movie was so terrible that at about an hour, I just went, you know what? I could be doing something that I actually enjoy right now. And I walked on that. Okay, on that note, because I, I want to ask based on that, are, are you a fan of the first two Thor movies or and number three? Because I'm trying to gauge where this is at with people. So I liked the first Thor movie. The mm-hmm. second I'm kind of eh on. Sure. And then Ragnarok was good. But again, for me, the reason, and I'll, I'll say this because I'm not going to spoil anything by saying this. One mm-hmm. of the reasons that I love the Marvel movies is there is levity in seriousness. Mm-hmm. Like they have yeah, sure. serious moments and they have funny moments. They don't take themselves too seriously, but they pay attention to the story. As much as I love Taika, is it Taika Waititi? Is that That's how right, you say yeah. his yeah, name? Yeah. As yeah. much as I love his director, his director style and the the humor that he puts into movies, I don't want slapsticky humor from the word go for the first <laughs> hour of the movie. Like it, it, mm. if if you're meeting the big bad of the movie and you're cracking jokes already, that's not how this should go. There needs to be some level of seriousness. And I sat there for an hour waiting for it, and there was nothing. It was all like just hokey comedy nonsense, and I just I did not enjoy it. Because that's my main criticism of Ragnarok, which I'm going to say I think it's an overrated movie. I think it's good, but. On re like just re- recently rewatching it, I have that main complaint as well. I'm like, oh, are we going to get more of that? I, I kind of like the serious Thor, but oh, they we're, doubled we're... down. They doubled down. <laughs> the amount of stupid okay. humor that they have in this movie, like, like oh. I will say the the entire <laughs> yeah, right. plot point of Stormbreaker being jealous of Mjolnir and the relationship that it has with Thor and treating it like it's like a, a love triangle between two inanimate I mean, objects and a god. Like, I just, I can't get there. I can't do it. That sounds hilarious, but at the same time, I, I see what you mean. So, yeah. yeah. So, I didn't yeah. enjoy it. I'm sure there are people <laughs> out there that did. I did not. I, I walked out. So. I'm sorry to hear that. It's okay. But to be <laughs> fair, I sat through God. A couple weeks ago, and this is another British, it was another movie, but it was a British movie that has um, one of Ricky Gervais's friends, and he plays like a shut-in that builds a robot out of a washing machine. It's like a very avant-garde, like, indie thing. (laughs) And it it was awful, but it was so awful that it was kind of funny in some ways. Yeah. I think it was called like Brian and Charles or Charles and Brian or something like that. But it was a decent movie. Give it a shot. Don't don't pay to watch it in the theater. Wait till it streams. But you're killing fair me. Enough. I, you I, asked me. I, 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 you asked me. And then we spent. Nope. I enjoyed Thor. Do not discourage people from going and seeing Thor. I thought it was amazing. Um, I won't say it's my favorite. I like Miss Marvel a lot better personally. Um, I don't know how you haven't seen that either, JJ. No, I, I the season finale. I haven't seen it mainly because I, it's been a crazy week for me. Oh, I still haven't finished Obi Wan. Oh my god! I'm, All right, I'm so it's four. good fun. It's good fun. It's good. It's good. Yeah. Either right. which way, why don't we get into X Wing? I think we've we've I'm, yeah. I've had enough of <laughs> listening to about how nobody likes Floor anymore and and Charles discouraging everybody. I nobody like go Thor. see Floor. I didn't say that. 
You were just don't put words me. in my mouth. I like to do that. That's my specialty. <laughs> That's my specialty, baby. And pronouncing names wrong. That's the other thing. Nick's like, you, like JJ invites these <laughs> guests on and like it's great. And we get Nick and it's like, I can pronounce that guy's name. I don't even have to fuck. I don't even have to pretend I don't know how to like say this guy's name. Like I know how to say Nick. There's beauty and simplicity. I'm telling you. It's yeah. Great. I might start calling you Nook or something like that. Just so like it kind of follows the theme of like Tanner not mm. being able to like say a name. And I only say this because like <laughs> I had a, a, a political podcast I used to run and like the my other co-host would consistently correct me all of the time on um on Ooh. on how I'd pronounce people's names because I couldn't do it like and it was it was just an unrounding joke because I I li- I just can't do it I, I was it, you could was it was it like joking or was it abrasive yeah, yeah no no he was joking with me he, he was oh, okay. he was poking fun with me no he didn't <laughs> the the only time they ever got really serious is if like if I would uh, misgender something and then, you know, but at that point, usually if I misgender something and I apologize, I remember it pretty well. So like, I don't have to worry about that after the fact, but if like, you know, like, but somebody's name is so hard to fucking remember. Like, I'm sorry. Like I just like, and you could like, I would interview guests and I'd be like, all right. And shit, I forgot your name. And so like, I just think I'm sorry. Like your name's in my screen, but I just don't remember how to pronounce it. You know, Nick, I can pronounce that's easy. See, you you got to make YouTube videos because then you can cut out the bit and then look. look yeah, that's what's <laughs> yeah, recording. Exactly. Yeah. You you think I'm joking? I'm not. <laughs> that's that's a good point. I could I should just start doing that every time I mispronounce a name, just cut it out. Yeah, I did Nick say is like a master editor for his videos, man. Man, Jeez. if if somebody wanted to make a clip of all of Tanner's not being able to pronounce names correctly, they're welcome to do that. Like you could go back through our archive video in in planning phase syndicate history. It would not. It be really would. It would. It would be less than an hour. I, I would wager a hundred bucks is less than an hour <laughs> at this current time. Now, if you give us another year, I mean, it might change. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk some X wing tonight. And before we get into the meat and bones of everything, um, or the roots and bones, if you are a vegetarian. I wanted to talk a little bit about um, the Shafe Cloud and Skilled Bombardier, right? And I only say this, and I'm going to bring this up on screen. I only say this because um, so there's there's obviously been some archetype lists that have uh, very well taken advantage of the fact that we can um, use Shafe Clouds and use Skilled Bombardier and kind of place them everywhere. So Matt posted this in the uh, Fly Better Discord or uh, Facebook page earlier this week or last week. I don't remember which when I stole this. Um, and I was reading through some of the comments and I thought it's an interesting discussion. Like, I mean, we don't have to spend all night on it. Right. But to me, this kind of became an interesting discussion because it, it, technically you're shooting a missile out the front, but you're able to use skilled bombardier because skilled bombardier allows you to adjust that. So you can yeah. now shoot it at a five forward at a two bank or a um, we don't have four banks, so you can't do four banks really. Right. Um, and, and it just allows you to have such a more aggressive amount of territory to cover. And a lot of people have kind of like talked about this, right? Because like trajectory simulator, right? Nobody liked trajectory simulator where you could throw proton bombs and 
um, you know, concussion bombs and, you know, seismic charges that just blow things up before you even get there. Well, because of the speed of this chafe cloud, with the fact that you have the boost with those um, those specific ships, uh, I can't hear the tie or the tie ISC bombers. bombers. Yeah, yeah, your fobs. Um, you have the ability to boost and move, boost and move, boost and move. And without that skilled or without that skilled bombardier, you don't quite get some of the range for that. So I thought it would be a good conversation to say, hey, let's talk through, you know, this piece of it. Is it really this detrimental, right? Is it something that we need to A, nerf or B, put on the ban list? Because AMG doesn't seem to ever restrict anything. So um, I don't and I don't know. So um, that's what I thought we'd do is let's let's open it up to the peanut gallery. And like, you know, what, what are your thoughts? What is each one of your thoughts on this? So I'll start off with this one here. So I think that uh, with the with the most egregious um, use of this one, which is where we see it on the FO bombers, uh, it is something that has been become a staple for that particular uh, chassis uh, to see this. And I think that this came out as a response to the alpha strikes that uh, that became predominant with the last points change, particularly with the Rebel Alliance, where you have um a luke and a wedge as well as dutch that can uh, enable those target lots onto multiple ships and um and get off like those proton torpedoes up and that's why we've seen such a big uh, surge of this particular upgrade uh particularly with this particular faction on it too uh we do see it a little bit on other chassis that can carry it there um but because of that combo of skill bombardier it does make it a lot more versatile uh, for that particular chassis to to like drop it in all those particular uh locations for it um it is something i, I mean ultimately it is a one shot like once you use it it's it's gone you do have the option to reload it and do it but ultimately it's not doing any damage to your ship um, if you happen to land on it, uh, you break all locks, which means that the ship that is uh, on it cannot be locked from other enemy ships. Um, there is a chance that you might end up getting a stress, which could turn off your action, but it's a 50-50 chance. Um, so even if you do get jammed, you still have the option to reposition if your ship has that. Um, so I, I don't really feel that it is something that is to the level of like a trajectory simulator proton bomb. Um, where you are suffering that damage and it is difficult to like like joust with. It is a little bit of a nuisance, but if we didn't have that, I think that the current availability uh, or the current meta with Alpha Strikes would be even more predominant in the meta without it. Fair enough. Nick, Charles, who wants to go next? I'll, I'll jump defer. in. Yeah, I'll I was going to say, yeah. I'll defer to our guests. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, look, I haven't kept up as much with the meta as you guys are, so I'm not going to sort of make any comments about like whether it's oppressive or whatever. I just want to bring up two points here. Um, first of all, if we are going to discuss this from a meta point of view, I'm generally not a fan of using certain parts of um, the meta to address other parts of the meta. I think if Alpha Strike lists are an issue, then the points of those uh, ships and missiles and torpedoes, whatever, should be addressed. Uh, trying to patch the game together by fixing this part of um, list building to fix this part of list building, it, it just becomes cumbersome after a certain period of time. Um, especially in first edition, we saw a lot of this because 
they they didn't address points. They didn't address errata as much as they have been. Um, uh, you know, without an environment of variable points, that stuff just sort of gets more and more and more bloated. So I, I, I yeah, uh, it, it's fine to do if something is really lagging behind. But at the same time, I think yeah, if Alpha Strike lists are becoming an issue, they should just adjust the points of the torpedoes that are causing that. Um, the other thing I want to bring up, and this is not so much a meta thing, but more a design thing. At, at what stage does um, the line between bombs and missiles get blurred when we can just throw them out the front? Um, <laughs> it's, not, it, um, it's not as bad as Trajectory Simulator. I, I think we can see that. Um, I've not flown this in 2 or 2.5 or whatever you want to call it. Um, in first edition, I... I was one of those players that played Nimenasage and I had the Proton Torpedo trajectory simulator. It was atrociously disgusting. Um, it, <laughs> it didn't feel like dropping a bomb. That Just from a flavor standpoint, um, it is a bit of design failure. And um, yeah, I, I don't know with this, but I think, you know, if this does start to become oppressive, we do have to start asking those questions because it... I don't know. It feels like a bit of an immersion break when that kind of stuff happens. And I think AMG should be very aware of that kind of stuff and be thoughtful of that, not just from the standpoint, is this breaking the meta, but is this sort of representing what we want the cards to do? So when it comes to the chaff cloud and using the skilled bombardier, here is why I don't think it's oppressive. While, yes, it sucks. I'm not going to say it doesn't. It does no damage. It does zero effing damage. No damage whatsoever. The only negative effect you have is you lose a token, we break your locks, and you might get stress. Right? There's a 50% chance you get stress. There's a 50% chance you don't. More often than not, when I have been flying Chaff Cloud, there's no stress. So the best I do is I shut down your missiles for one turn. Because realistically, if I'm good enough to plant you on it with the new rules flying off of it, unless you somehow land on it a second time, there's no ill effect. You fly off of it, you do a one straight, you're through it. It's not that big of a template. It's not like a, a cluster mine or a proxy mine where you could hit two ships at once and do damage and pick. It, there's no damage. I mean, I don't don't get me wrong, JJ. I've run your list. Mm -hmm. I've seen what it can do. I've watched it shut down Alpha Strikes. Mm -hmm. Does it win me games? No. Does it shut down the other list by removing a ship? No. Does yeah. it make it easier for me to shoot at your ship? Absolutely, but that's what a jam is supposed to do. It's no different than a regular jam. It's just a directional jam. And to be fair, if I can line you up in my bullseye, I can jam you without having to launch a trajectory, you know, or without having to launch a chaff cloud and hope I aim it right. Mm -hmm. So do I think it's oppressive? No, I don't think it's oppressive at all. Do I think that a skilled bombardier, a bombardier, someone who is an expert at dropping bombs, have <laughs> any effect at, at shooting a missile? No. So wait, hang on. By that logic, are mines also not bombs? Mines are dropped. 
<laughs> I know, but you're you're saying that he's a bombardier, right? So if he's dropping a mine, it's not a bomb, a mine is a bomb, but mine is a bomb. <laughs> Sorry, a mine is a bomb. Okay, okay. A missile just... is not. Yep. A missile is shot. A bomb is just kind of left. It's like yeah. it's like if I if I drop a handful of confetti versus throwing a handful of confetti. They are two completely different situations. Yeah. So, in my on my side of it, I I'm mostly in agreement. I really don't I the 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 oppressive piece of it is that skill bombardier piece. That's it. Right? I don't think the electrical trace cloud is that oppressive, and I'll be honest with you. I run it on Boba. And when I shoot it on Boba, you're predicting what I'm doing next turn for the most part. Because I don't really want to hit it mm. unless I absolutely have to because I don't want that jam token. Though, to be honest, like with Boba, it's somewhat inconsequential as long as there's enemy ships around me. Right? So, like, I'm not super worried about it with Boba. But I will say, like, it is nice to be able to have that reinforced token if that's what I want on Boba. Like, it is nice to be yeah. able to, like, shoot my Shafe Cloud and do a one bank, one straight, or a one hard, and then have take my reinforce if that's what I want to do. Um, so personally, I would never touch the the shape cloud. I would just say let's get rid of the skilled bombardier um, piece of it. You know, you could also say that if, you could also say that you have to drop bombs before uh, boosting or barrel rolling. But again, now you're kind of taking away the one thing that the fob has that's unique. And then at that point, why run a freaking fob? Other than it's the only bloody bomb carrier in FO. Yeah, that's <laughs> so, what I was going like, to say. It's the only bomb carrier. Like, yeah. I mean, like, I get it. Like, But at the same token, I think they're priced appropriately to some extent um, for it. And I don't really think... But, but So long story short, I don't think the Shave Cloud's oppressive at all. Um, I'm happy to hear people say that they don't think it should be... A, what we use to counter the meta because I don't think it always counters the meta. And I don't think that's like, we don't nerf it just because of that piece of it. If we're going to nerf it, we're going to nerf it because um, of a design, a, a actual design flaw, which in my opinion, it, it's not the design flaw. It's skilled bombardier. That's the design flaw. That that's what, that's where the design flaw comes in. So, mm. cause yeah. it's not about, just put the little, just put the little payload symbol on skilled bombardier and it can't be done. Are you done? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep, and I, I think that's that's really where 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 we get into that piece of it is if we could maintain it and just say skill bombardier no longer works. All you have to do is make a ruling. You don't even have to errata at this crap. Just make a bloody ruling that says skill bombardier no longer works with shave clouds. Done. Move on. Yeah. Unless yeah, AMG's absolutely. got something up their 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 you know uh, 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 up up their sleeve that's like they got a new missile coming out that's going to do the same thing. Other than that, just around it. Let's move on with our lives, and and you yeah. know, sorry to those that can't use it anymore. Can I ask a dumb question? Yeah, there's Who no dumb question. That skilled bombardier works with chase. Oh, there. I you are wrong, sir. I work in customer <laughs> service. There are more <laughs> dumb questions in this world than you will ever understand. All right. So, uh, uh, to answer your question, because Chaff Cloud is listed as a device. Um, and skill bombardier allows you to got it. Okay, I thought this. Yeah, yeah, it's black and white. I Can didn't I... realize that skill bombardier worked when you were launching a device. So what? Yeah. What is skill bombardier? I it was just dropping. Is that a gunner? No. Uh, yeah, actually, yeah, it's a gunner. Yeah. No. Uh, yeah, it's a gunner that if you would drop or launch a device, you may use a template of the same bearing with a speed one higher or lower. Yeah, you know what I want? 
you know what I want now? If they don't fuck this, if they don't want to errata it, you know what I want? Give me a gunner on my droid ships, baby. Give it to me. Let me launch my discords. Give it to me. Let me have my discord. Yes, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Your army of entirely unmanned ships need to have people in them. They do. That doesn't yep. defeat yeah. the purpose of CIA. If we're gonna break all. this, we're gonna break this. Yeah, let's let's yeah, let's screw this. Like, no, no, if we're breaking it, I want scum Y wings with TLTs again. No, never no. never gonna happen. Not gonna happen. Stop. Oh, we're not Hard supposed pass. to break the game that much. Okay then. I'm just saying if you can have skilled bombardier on a fob and it can shoot a chafe missile that way and it's a device, give me skilled bombardier with my droids so I could shoot discord missiles at two instead of threes and at four straights or two straights. Yeah. Yeah. You know how fast skill bombardier would be eroded if, if droid players had that, it would be instantaneous. Like, Nope, done. See ya. Nobody wants a discord missile like that. It wouldn't I mean, even be a question. Deslin brings up a good point in the, in the chat. There's no oxygen on those ships. So the crews are going to die within a minute. So, Oh, all right. Wait, I think that's enough of that. Deslin makes a good point. <laughs> yes, Deslin does make a good point. He used the can winner. Someone, can someone make months. a can can a someone make it? a note? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now let's talk a little bit about the GSP Malacor lineup, right? Let's do that. Um, so before we get into before we get into the list real quick. JJ, you want to run down really quick what Malachor was, how many players we had, and all of that fancy jazz? I don't have the number of players. but Oh, uh, my God. The, all right. The, this was the uh, Gold Squadron Podcast Collected Championship, uh, which is their TTS uh, campaign, I would say, uh, where they're uh, doing different tournaments around different time zones across the world. This one was the, uh, the Eastern European time zone uh, that just happened. Had, uh, quite a few players i want to believe that i think it's like about uh about 86 players that participate in this event if i'm not mistaken and uh we got to, we got to see a lot of uh shakeups for what we we believed we thought we were going to see in the top running for this and uh yeah there was a uh, quite a few surprises for this this uh top cut yeah yeah so it's, it's definitely was a little different they had a lot less uh people did they not yeah, uh, typically the Eastern European time zone one is a little difficult, uh, especially for the American players to come in, mainly because they start really early in the morning. Um, so it tends to have lower turnout uh, than some of the uh, the American-based ones. So, yeah. Fair enough. And so I show a total of 72 players. 72, okay. Yeah. You, you my friend, were just incorrect. Yep. Um. And we had a top cut of eight, right? That's right. Yeah, they had a top eight cut only. All right. So let's go ahead. You want to break down the list? Yeah, absolutely. So starting with the winner here, Andrew Bolduck, uh, for uh, he was running the Separatist Alliance. Uh, for his list, he has General Grievous in the Belba Lab with Outmaneuver, Impervium Plating, and the Solus One title. Django Fett in the Fire Spray with Notorious, Count Dooku, Proton Bombs, False Transponder Codes, the Late Fuses, Slave One, and Veteran Tail Gunner. And then Cad Bane in the World Class Starfighter with Treacherous, 
uh, Heavy Laser Cannon, Ion Cannon, the Xanadu Blood Title, and Proximity Mines. And then to round off the list is DFS-081 in the Vulture with Discord Missiles, Independent Calculations, and those Grappling Struts. So very close to um, Sasha Wagner's list uh, that that uh, came in top four in the last one. I think is the only difference Dooku? No, I think he had Dooku too. The only difference was Slave, one veteran tail gunner, I think. Yeah. I think we duplicated the list for the runner-up, so I'm pulling that up here as, <laughs> as we're going here. But uh, but yeah, it was very interesting to see a separatist on separatist um, like final here. Um, I think that I say, last time we starting... saw that was Nantex's. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It, was... <laughs> now the one thing I want to say is that you know a, a lot of people were having difficulty in the beginning, like getting used to Cad Bane, uh, particularly in the separatists. Um, do we think now that people are starting to hit their stride now with getting used to his particular ability on the separatist version of camping? I mean, personally, I would say so. I think the difference is is if is how you place Cadbane. And like, so for example, in my world, when I effed up all the time and would just leave Cadbane out there for bait, he dies really quickly. But in other instances, they will not die as long as you don't leave them out there to dry, right? Um, yeah. So I think it is. It's it it's it's been a challenge for people, and I think that people have. I think people are are getting used to the uh, running the Cad Bane a lot more. So personally, and, and then I think, I'll cut. I'll say I think in Separatist, like it's a somewhat of a a huge piece because you're able to have that. Um, you're able to have those ion cannons or the sync laser cannon. So if you're you're shooting against a lower initiative type sh type list, you're able to use the HLC because you can outmaneuver easier. And if it's a higher initiative list, you can start ionizing things and bringing them back home. Absolutely, Nick. Have you had a chance at all to um, to try <laughs> out the uh, newer campaign? Uh, only on the scum faction. Um... I found him very difficult to work with. And I think it just comes down to um, learning how this new frame works. It's 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 oddly different. Um, I don't know how to describe it, but um, yeah, I think the key is working with whatever cannon upgrades you take. And I really like the look of running HLC on iron cannons rather than uh it escapes me right now there's a cannon that came out with it that the uh, proton cannon the proton cannon yeah, yeah yeah the one that yeah which is just a good cannon basically um, i mm, can i can i can i step on your toes here for just a second how dare you no go ahead <laughs> i flew an online game against another member of our podcast john and i will tell you that that proton cannon <laughs> got him more damage than I think he would have been able to manage with HLC because of the auto transition of a, a focus. I think it's a, is it a focus to a crit? Yeah, is that what it is? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It. So, I mean, like you don't have to spend your focus or your calculate in this case, depending on whatever ship you have it on in order That's to change true. a single die. So your conversion rate tends to be a little higher and you tend to hit a little harder with the proton cannon 
than you do with HLC, just because I don't think Proton Cannon requires the bullseye, does it? Uh, it does. It does? It okay, does. I apologize. It, it's just, it's a better attack overall. That's the thing. You're, you're trading off um, whether or not you want a second cannon. And I... Uh, yeah, just remembering true. back to the games I played with it, I don't think I hit with the cannon that often. So having the iron cannon would have been good in those scenarios. But uh, yeah, all right, it strikes me as a, the kind of thing that if you practice more with it, um, the power level will just go up and up and up. Yeah, and I would agree with you on that one. All right, why don't we move on to the runner-up? Who wants them? I got it. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, give me two seconds. Do, do, do. I lost my it's kind of tiny because there's a lot of ships in there. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it the, is it Attila, Attila Bodner? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Zobak? Or, excuse me, is it Zobzak? Yeah. That's Polish. Was this a European tournament? Yeah, Eastern European. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. So Separatist Alliance with Grievous, Outmaneuver Plating, Solus One, that seems like all of those are kind of stapled on Grievous, really. Mm -hmm. um, Cad Bane, Notorious Ion Cannon, Chaff Missiles, uh, False Transponder, Engine Upgrade, and the Xanadu Blood Title. Uh, Vulture, 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 all built the same with Discord Grappling Struts Independent which I'm sure made Chris really, really happy because it's independent <laughs> calculations instead of the other. Um, another, uh, our DFS 81 with energy shell, independent calcs, and grappling struts, and uh, horse shawl prototype uh, with energy shell, independent, and um, grappling struts. When I flew against John, he flew something similar to this, but instead of Grievous in the Belba Lab, he had Grievous as a crew. And flew, uh, is it Vis Visla in the Gauntlet oh, Fighter? Yeah, that's good. And had two uh, of the, he had two Magna Guards, um, two of the Horshall prototype vultures. Um, but did you say Horshall? Is that what yes. you're calling them? I'm sorry, how would you pronounce that? <laughs> nah, I don't think I would say Oh, no, 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 no. If you're going to fuck with me. I've never heard the correct way to say it. I've never heard him called Horshall. That's how I pronounce it. How do you pronounce it, Chris? I don't know. I always just say Horacron. Oh, you said Horacron? Just as an aside, has anyone played the old PlayStation game Masters of Teras Kasi? Yes. Yes. Like the Tuscan Raider called H O R A. And. No, no pretense. <laughs> That's what you called him. Yep. It was and weird. For the record, I never pronounced it the Masters of the Terras. Uh, would you say Kasi? Terras Kasi. Terras Kasi. Is I pronounced. Wrong? I pronounced it the Terras Kasai. Hang on, hang I on. We have an well... in canon pronunciation now. What does Kira say in Solo? That's right. I actually don't remember. <laughs> yeah, she does say Terras Kasi. Yeah. No, yeah. no. I, I am. Oh, I'm willing admitting that I was wrong on that. I'm just saying oh, okay, I yeah. had never pronounced it the correct way. But I'm still waiting for Chris to tell me how he pronounces H A O R. He did. Oh, right, right, right. I did. Because it's, it's whore. It's whore. Just saying. <laughs> it's hoa. Hoa. <laughs> Hora call. I don't know. I just, that sounds weird to me. Honestly, I, I tried to just not say Holdor. And, uh, you know, 
just for the go. record, I got a bunch <laughs> of the horror call cards when I was in Vegas for LVO. Nice. Nice. You should donate them to the only person that would love them. No, no, no. There's guys thing. standing on the side of the street handing out cards that are representations oh, of the horror yes. calls. I see. Oh. I see what you're saying. Yes. Oh. All right, Kelly, let's move on. We're, we're derailing here. We're derailing, and we have All lots right. of shit to cover. So next up here is Nicholas God in the top four, uh, running a scum and villainy list, kind of similar to uh, what I was uh, planning to run for this event. Uh, it's two fire sprays. First one is Cast Scarlet with Trick Shot, Electro Chafe, Missiles, uh, Savage Press, and Slave One. Uh, Iman is Iman with Trick Shot, Electro Chaff Missiles, Ahsoka Tano, and Marauder. And then Q9 with The Child, Mandalorian, Boba Fett, Babu Frick, and the Razor Crest title uh, to round off that list. I actually managed to catch this particular game uh, that he's playing against the uh, the eventual winner. And uh, he it was very, very interesting. He basically used Kath and Iman just as fire spray carriers, like completely ignoring the ability because obviously Iman has his his ability for bombs, Kath uh, as well for um, uh, having like generics and stuff nearby. So it was really interesting to see how he played it here. Uh, it's basically having two initiative four fire sprays go in and try to uh, get into the into the enemy's formation into the rear or in their front to cause as much damage as they can and um, and just force them to engage them on on his terms. Um, and he wasn't able to get enough damage in in that particular match and ended up losing. But it was a very interesting archetype. Uh, for for scum to make it up to the top four. Yeah, I just love that somebody's made Calf Scarlet somewhat viable, and but just not using the ability at all. That's how we got to do it. Just in, yeah. in a non swarm list, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Man, I, I used it, to love Calf Scarlet in first edition. Um, yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah. I think I think the weird thing here is Eamon without. Bombs. Any bombs. But, yeah, exactly. Like, it's like, oh, why are we running Eamon here? But it's probably for the initiative, you know. But still, yeah. it's just a weird, it's weird to me. Like, I mean, I love having Ahsoka. And like I actually went back and re-looked at my build, and then I was like, nah, I can't fit Ahsoka in here. I don't care. I want my bombs. That's the only reason I'm running Eamon. <laughs> so. Yeah. Those bombs are really good. I like it on Eamon. But yeah, I couldn't uh, good job for, for Nicholas. He is a very well-known player. Um, he he plays fantastically. And I was glad to see that he was able to bring this archetype in and make it so far in the uh, in the championship. So, yeah. yeah, it's awesome. The odd thing is, if you took the two initiative three fire sprays, I'm just looking at them right now, you would actually get one relevant ability in Koshka Frost, who would, uh, what gets rerolls if your opponent's stressed, which yeah. you don't have to build around that. Like that just gives you an advantage. So, uh, just goes to show how important initiative four can be. Yeah. Especially in this meta, I think, right now. Mm. Four is pr very premium spot. Yeah. Absolutely. Or you just run a bunch of droids that, you know, shoot Discord missiles. And soon we'll get skilled bombardier, so it'll be even better. That, that actually did cause um, him to lose because he was able to get the Discord missiles onto Iman, and Iman can't barrel like to get rid of them. So he was constantly getting that damage from the Discord missile. Um, so, yeah, that, that definitely was a factor yeah yeah well yeah go back and look at my ncx game with sandy and you know discord missiles yeah. just made it and one turn earlier not even no no questions asked you know yeah absolutely uh oh, you nick want if you want to grab the uh the empire one 
Marco Tamalin. Yes, let's go with that. On the Galactic Empire, uh, Marek Steel in the TIE Advance with Marksmanship Ruthless uh, Fire... I want to say Ruthlessness every time I read that. Uh, fire <laughs> Control System and Afterburner. Rex Labrath in the Defender with Duke Fire Control System and Heavy Laser Cannon. Uh, Vizier in the Reaper with Palp. Oh, spicy. Nice. And two ISB Jingoists in the TIE Fighter with Dead Man Switch. Um, just, just want to say first up, uh, I, I recently said in a video that I, you know, Dead Man Switch is such a trap card, and I had all these comments saying, "No, take it on the ISP Jinguist, take it on the ISP Jinguist." <laughs> I, I guess I've been proven wrong here, haven't I? <laughs> I made a top four. <laughs> well, I, I think I think the idea with those ISP Jinguists, right, is is you you can shove them in there, and with that ruthless, right, you're just like, oh. You know, Markle Steel's just saying, I don't care. I'm gonna I'm gonna come in and I'm gonna kill those ISB jingleists. And if you're if you wanna shoot at them too, it just makes it go faster. Um and I played against this a couple of times. Uh not this list, but you know, ones with ISB jingles with Dead Man Switch. And in again in reality, like if you don't care at first until all of a sudden they blow up and you're like, poop, that's like like if I got two ships there, that's two damage. Like so in separatist faction, if they both blow up in the same turn. That's two damage per ship touching near, near it. You know, um, it's not fun. You know, it's, and, and and like in when you run against a separatist list, yeah, take those things, shovel them in there, and then let them get shot at and blow up because you don't want to shoot at them. You just don't want to. You don't want to take that extra damage. You know. Now with Boba, I don't care as much. It's like whatever, joust me, and I'll take one damage and move on with my life. I don't care. Um, yeah, yeah. This want to say as a scum player. We have been trying to make this card work for years now, and the Empire just swoops in here and... <laughs> with their illicit slots and their you know fancy. Yeah. Type oh, of... yeah. The the Empire gets illicit. Yeah. <laughs> this is water, I swear. Now, the one thing I do I do want to comment is just it's nice to see a Galactic Empire list make the top cut without relying on Vader. Uh, to to come in and carry the list, it's nice to see Rexler and Marek come in and um, like work really well at Initiative Five with the pop support and those Jinguists there to also help out grab objectives. So, yeah. Oh yeah, I'm not actually salty. I reckon this is actually awesome that something like this made the top four. So yeah, yeah. kudos. Yeah. All right, <clears throat> now we're in the top eight. Are we missing the list? It? Uh no. That's that's the top four. Yeah, that's good. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I'm missing three more in the top eight, though. Oh, yeah. I'm missing one more in the top eight. Yeah, yeah. So we'll go over Alex Feliciano, also a Galactic Empire. Uh, Galactic Empire uh, bringing a lot of different looks here. Uh, This one here, we see uh, Warna Key making an appearance here in the Decimator with Dauntless title, Proximity Mines, Ruthless, Delay Fuses, and Darth Vader Crew. Iden Versio with Ruthless, Disciplined, Jamming Beam, Concussion Missiles. Uh, Gideon Haskin, the TIE Fighter with Disciplined, Ruthless, and Concussion Missiles. Moff Gideon with uh, Ruthless, Targeting Computer, and Concussion Missiles. And then two Dead Men switches on the Jingoist. And this is actually a really hilarious list because you essentially send your Jingoist into the center of the, the, of the engagement to get right in front of your enemy. And you have now given yourself every mod that you need to have the rest of your list punch damage into your enemy. And you can intentionally cause the dead man switch to uh, to pop and get additional damage into your enemy at range one. 
Uh, so that is a, a really interesting way to to like push damage onto your onto your opponent. Yeah, I th I like it. I think it's very unique in the aspect that you know all of a sudden here we go. We have, um, we have a list with a decimator in it. Again, notice there is zero Vaders in this list. Well, so, except for the crew, but yeah, you're right. But there's not really a Vader in this list. Let's yeah, be honest. Yeah. Don't try and muddy the fucking water, JJ. <laughs> because you're you're gonna you're gonna get the people coming out of the woodwork saying we got a fucking nerf Vader here, and I'm telling you, like Vader Defender is really not that big of the the you know no, Vader the bad guy. Got a pain in the ass since 1.0. I don't give a shit yeah. what anybody says. <laughs> yeah, but we don't need to take we don't need to change Vader Defender yet because he hasn't won anything. So yeah, that's true. True. That is true. That is true. It's just very flashy. Man, yes. four ruthless. That's a good uh, yeah. Absolutely. Charles, you want to grab the uh Sam? Nope. He wants the, <laughs> he he wants the next one. Oh, I'll he wants the next one. Yeah, go ahead. I'll take Sam. <laughs> we have another Empire list with Howl Runner, Elusive, Swarm Tactics, Contraband, Cybernetic, Jingoist, a Iden with Elusive and an Ion, a Wampa with Discipline, and a Darth Vader with Malice, Juke, and HLC. Um, I actually disagree with the HLC. I'd rather see the cluster missile version of it, but I understand why they run it. Um, personally, I get it. It's still pretty good, especially if you're really good at lining up build size. That I am not 100% sold on for me. But I think this is a good list. I honestly would swap Wampa out for another ISB, though, personally. And I, if I have to take a Wampa, I'm not taking Discipline. I'm sorry. Like, I'm not going to take Discipline with Wampa at all. I just, I, I don't like that combo. Just, anyway. Yeah. Um, very solid list. Nice to see Vader at least get into the cut. Um, and it is like a mini Hellrunner Swarm, right? You know? Yeah. It, it is a mini Hellrunner Swarm. And Iden's there to say one of you is not going to die one turn. Uh, may, maybe another turn you will, but one turn you won't die. So, yeah. All right. Next list. Charles. Let's do it. Yes. Let's do the scum and villainy list. So, before I read this list, I want to just take a moment to realize how bonkers it is that all three of these ships fit into the point value. Yes. For. <laughs> For what we're running, um, yep, absolutely. I think they can see it on the screen. Um, did we move it down? I feel like I oh. lost it. That should be there. I see it. Yeah, we see it. Hold on, let me reload the dock. Sorry, guys. Yeah, it's there. We're not gaslighting you. I swear. That's okay. <laughs> But yeah, no, I totally agree with you. Um, having this much amount of health uh, on on scum uh, fit in. Look, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say yes. anything about the amount of health that people have just because I ran a YV triple six, a gauntlet, and the Falcon together in a list. That's true. But That's true. but seeing dual fire sprays and still having enough room for the Falcon on, on that solo list is ridiculous. Donkulous. So we got yeah. Han Solo in the YT-1300 uh, running the Lando title, Trickshot, Agile Gunner, Maul, and Engine Upgrade. It's interesting here to see that mm -hmm. they went the Maul route instead of having Kira on there. 
Uh, normally, yeah. when you're seeing a trick shot build on a lot of ships, um, especially with your like your Aemon, um, mm -hmm. you normally see Kira on there. But we have Kira down on Aemon. Um, but mm. okay, hold on. So Andrasta, Electro Chaff, Notorious, Proxy Mines, Dead Man Switch, Kira, and what is the? There's a piece missing that starts with yeah. a D. Maybe Dead Man Switch. No. Uh, delayed fuses. Delayed fuses. Delayed fuses. Okay, so yeah. then she can keep the chaff on there for another turn. But having Kira uh, on, no, it's for the proxy. It's for the, yeah. proxy. the proxy. Okay, but having Kira on Aemon without trick shot or or anything like that, I I don't know. I didn't make top eight with a list, so I can't say shit. <laughs> but this is not the list that I would run. And then again, we're seeing Cath Scarlet again. Uh, Marauder, which gives her the rear shot, uh, reroll mm -hmm. the child, veteran tail gunner, uh, electro shaft, and trick shot. So, very similar to your Eamon build, mm -hmm. um, but adding the child in for a uh, for a force user, I'm assuming that's the only reason that I would run the child on a fire spray. But again, yeah. I didn't make top eight, so big ups to Alex for keeping scum and villainy in the meta. I appreciate ooh, ooh. that, but like. This is not a list that I would run. I don't like the layout, but apparently it works. So, yeah, yeah, it's like HLC Vader. It's like, yeah, it works for you. Good job. Yep. All right, and then uh, if you want to take the last list, uh, Nick. Certainly. Sorry. Whoop. Just getting back here. Uh, Dan Stunderland on the Galactic Empire. We have. I'm in the right spot, aren't I? Yes, I am. Indeed. Yes, yes. I'm yep. over here again. Vader in the Defender with Malice, Daredevil, HLC, and Cluster Missiles. Uh, Iden Vasio in the TIE Fighter with Elusive and Iron Cannon. Uh, two Jingoists with Contraband Cybernetics. Uh, Valen Rudor in the TIE Fighter with Marksmanship and Wampa in the TIE Fighter with Elusive. Yeah. That's yeah. spicy. Yeah, so you, you I, I like... traded in the, the Howl Runner for the extra Jingoist and Balin. So, yeah. Yeah, and I like that Contraband Cybernetics is proving viable as well as Dead yeah. Man's Switch. I mean, obviously, Contraband doesn't need the build around like Dead Man's Switch does, but um, still, awesome card. So much fun. Yeah, and I, I think, again, it goes back to, you know, what is your flavor of, um, you know, what is your flavor Look, I'm saying there's elusive on Wampa. Just saying that's that's a great choice with Wampa. Sorry, like, um, especially because you're just you're not having to spend your mods, you know. So, mm. but that's so, uh, also go ahead. Yeah. I was gonna say, I'm um, Daredevil and HLC on Vader. Like, this is clearly a person that loves HLC. If they're yeah, they're pushing that hard to use it, that's awesome. So, just real quick, that has nothing to do with top eight, but something that I had some fun with this past weekend, uh, which is list building, right? Because we've got like the list builder du jour here with us. So I wanna, I wanna to to talk to him in reference to this list. So a while back, I ran a list that I stole from somebody in a Galaxies tournament that was. Uh, the Nan, the not not the I six Nantex but it was like the I four Nantex with um, Ensnare, um, the Belbalab, 
and then Django in the um, fire spray with uh, Zam Wessel, right? It was like a three ship Separatist list. And I felt oh, dirty yeah. playing Separatist because I was like going against <laughs> my core. So I decided that I was going to try and rebuild this archetype in Scum. And so mm -hmm. I got Sarisu in the M3A, Fenrau yep. in the Fang, and then the only way I could fit a Fire Spray in with those two in the old points meta was like the I2 Bounty Hunter, which was oh, terrible. Really? It was an awful Yeah, list. it is. It couldn't fit anything <laughs> in there. It was terrible. I went back and revisited that archetype. I can get Sarisu fully loaded. I can get Fenrau fully loaded. And now I can fit Boba Fett in there, fully freaking loaded. I cannot wait. Well, actually, you can you can't do uh, Fenrau and Sarisu and Boba, but you can do or no, you can. But if you want Cad Bane, you can do Boba Fett, Cad Bane, and um, is it Cad Salt? Not Cad Old Tarek. But either way. I'm super interested to see what this archetype could do, if anything. I'm just building it right now. You, you can go Boba Fenrir Serosu, by the way. It's exactly okay. 20 points. Yeah, but oh, you wow. can switch out Sarisu for Cad Bane and have Boba Fenrir Cad Bane. It takes you one point over, right? Uh, no, Serosu, Fenrir, uh, Boba Fenrir. No, no, oh, no. Oh, taking, you're saying, taking you're saying yeah, 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 yeah. I get you. I get you. Sorry. Yeah. Um, yeah. Man, if you really want to fly a three, like if you're flying three ships, you've really got to have a good justification. And this is this kind of like ace build with Fen and Boba Fett. Yeah. Maybe. It's just look, if you can fly Fen and keep Sarisu in range of Fen and just let Boba go off and play in the crowd, all the rerolls on Fen from Sarisu plus you know, five dice, range one attack. It's just, it's disgusting and wonderful all yeah. at the same time. Oh, I remember several years ago um, in first edition, I think the Victorian, as in my state here in Australia, was won by a scum ace list with Fen, Terok, and Serizu. Um Wow. Like flying them together, they can, if you're a skilled ace pilot, is they can be incredible if you... Put the time and I will basically. I will bring this gentleman up every time that I possibly can. Um, <laughs> but Phil GC in the UK meta, when he would run a two-ship list and just run extremely bloated, overweight Gurry and yeah. like outmaneuver Fen and just watching him fly those two small base ships and just rip circles around because it was back when you could run advanced sensors on Gurry. And he would just oh. like bounce around the entire mat. It was ridiculous to watch. Everyone I can't knows fly it. Guri I player. died so fast. <laughs> yeah. But like Guri Fen is just a gorgeous thing if they know what they're doing. Oh, that I, I forget his name. I feel awful. But um, uh, in the western suburbs of here in Melbourne, uh, the Fly Better, uh, no, uh, Fly Casual podcast. One of the guys is a, this insane Guri player. Uh, oh, sorry, I've forgotten your name, mate. But if you're, you're there, hi. Yes. Again, uh, another great example of a ship that if you put the hours in, if, and if you learn to fly this ship, the, the ceiling is just insane on Guri. Look, justice for the... Justice. Justice for Guri. <laughs> I need this ship black box. Give me 
give me my Star Viper. Please, God, give me my Star Viper black box so I can run it in modern. All right. So uh, I want to go over the... Um, <laughs> Chris, the the two non-scum players is not reacting. I don't disagree I with agree. him. Yeah, I'm I'm in the same boat Charles is. Like, I would like to run Star Vipers too, and I've only been playing for two years. So for me, I own two Star Vipers, and I like very rarely get to put them on the table. So I just want s you know folding s foil Star Vipers. That's what I want. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, yeah. But I, I don't want to be able to fly my. I have I have eight Star Vipers. I'll never be able to field eight Star Vipers, but I just want to be able to fly them. I'll tell you what we could, yeah, we could play an epic tournament, Charles. You versus me. You can have eight Star Vipers, and I will be able to put equal points of all of my separatist ships on the table at the same time. We'll see who wins. I mean, oh, that sounds like a good challenge. Actually, I want to see that. <laughs> it's got to be in person, though. I own two mats, so if you're gonna come to Grand Rapids this year, we could do this at uh, Phil's house and make it happen. Should be. We should be up there. End of November to beginning of December, hopefully. There you go. So, so we we can make this happen, baby. We can do this. It can't be the weekend of the tenth because I think I'm gone the weekend of the tenth. But um, yeah, shit, you should come with me the weekend of the tenth. Actually, anyway, we'll talk about that later. That's a, we're, we're, we're 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 getting way too far into the weeds, and I really want to cover new shit before we end the night. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I have to go over the percentages. So so when we talk about we talked about the list and we talked all this and, and you know me, I'm a statistics guy. I don't really give as much crap about specific lists other than I'm excited to say Darth Vader defender did not win a tournament again. Corey, <clears throat> Corey, it didn't win a tournament. It does not need to be nerfed. Thank you. Um, and that goes to you too, Matt. Um, but so they had 72 players, eight made top cut. When we actually look at the percentage list of, you know, what makes cut versus the list, Obviously, Empire comes out on top, like way higher than it should. Scum comes out on top and Separatists come on top. Again, those are the only three lists that make top cut. So there you go. That's why they come out when it, we talk about your percent of difference for the list versus the actual cut, right? When we look at the percent of top cut versus list percent, right, of total list, right? Rebel is neutral. Empire is actually down, and that's because more people were running Empire than the percentage of cut lists that we had. Um, Scum is negative seven, and Separatists come at at negative eight, right? So more, even though more made top cut than other lists, in reality, it's inconsequential because more people were running them than you know the the cut faction. And again, this is a small tournament, so we kind of get a little bit off there. So if you combine your two rankings, um, Rebel comes in at negative 7%. Empire and Scum tie at 1%, which is not really, um, again, not really that much. Resistance falls off the map at 8%. First Order is down because there's no First Order list at all. Um, and 3% of Separatist, or Republic versus 0% at Separatists. So overall, those three factions felt matched. Whereas everything else felt very underrepresented and underqualified. Now, if you take those numbers and just blow them up to all the tournaments we've covered. So we're only covering the GSP stuff, our planning phase syndicate stuff. Um, actually, no, you know what? Those aren't in there. Never mind. So it's GSP stuff, 
um, and the stuff from Kyber Cup, and then the stuff from uh, the Windy City Trials. And I will put ours in here. I apologize. I did not. Um, if you kind of look at where everything kind of shakes out again, if you look here, First Order st- or um, Republic still is champion, but everything is within like a 3% margin, right? Yeah. So if, if we want to talk about fair and balancedness per se, when it comes to encompassing everything as a larger statistical anomaly, we're not seeing a large set of variants here. Um, and again, I think if we cut out Kyber cups because of the, be, they were before the points change, things would be a little bit different. Republic would end up on that bottom end versus the top end. Yeah. Um, and I think Gen Con is going to be our swing when we see like the large difference between the two. But I don't yeah, want to kill Kyber Cup until we get Gen Con at least. Yeah, I, I think that's uh, actually really interesting to show the effects that the point change has had while we're looking at our statistical analysis for how the factions were, were performing um, overall between all the different tournaments before the points change, where it was very, very heavily skewed towards the uh, towards the Republic and uh into the rebellion and now starting to level off as we're getting more and more of these events showing different factions um making the cut uh to for these events and it's starting to really kind of spread out those numbers a little more evenly across the factions more than like heavily towards one particular faction or another so that's good yep i will say we we should 100 percent still keep a watch on separatists and um empire because i think if we pull kyber out Epertus and Epertus yeah. and Semprior, Ep, blah 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 blah. <laughs> words that Chris can't speak. Words. Um, <laughs> both of those are gonna hit a little bit higher outside of resistance. So, um, yeah. But I think Gen Con's gonna show us this, and and we have LSO coming up next weekend. I don't know if anybody's gonna go to LSO. I unfortunately will not. Definitely with my son in the hospital, I will not be able to go. Um, I was trying to convince the life to let me take a random. Uh, trip to texas for a weekend but yeah i just i don't it's just not, i she she just kind of looked at me and said hmm and so I, i'm gonna take that as a no uh <laughs> though it would be fun either which way um so I, anyway i don't want to go over the statistics a lot we're, we'll get back into this once gen con has happened and we actually got to talk about that because i don't know if we're gonna cash gen the night the sunday night of gen con because um, I have no idea when I'll be in and I have no idea how hungover I'll be. So I, I'm just saying it's supposedly <laughs> or, Nickel city is, or if you even make it back to the, you know, back at home in time to even like do a cast. I, I don't know. We'll see. All right. So you're being generous and saying maybe Tanner will make top cut. That's what you're saying. And yes, I will exactly. agree. I believe you. said that I believe my friend, especially if you're taking my list. I believe in you, my friend. Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> you so gotta do better with it than I did. Holy crap! Yeah. Well, it's all about putting the reps in the time, you know. Just do it. Yeah. Right now, Charles, I'm probably at the same rep level you are. I will tell you though, I have started running that list in my local, and um, it's weird. It's it's very weird for me because I'm not flying Separatist right now. I don't like to say that, but I don't know. Anyway, anyway, it's a weird. Th- it's it's very weird for me. So. Let's talk about new shit, right? Do we can yes. we can somebody make me a graphic image that comes up and says new shit, you know, like kind of like that. Um <laughs> So anyway, we can use your voice to uh to will our way through it. 
new shit. I 100%. Yeah. I'll record my voice saying that. If, if you make me a fancy video intro that like does that, I'll I'll do my voice saying that. Can you get a couple of puppets like puppets in like like um no, that's a terrible idea. On the screen. <laughs> Alright, All right, so I'm sorry. We're really, we're really fucking... We, we streamed a game earlier, and I had a drink before that, and I haven't eaten literally almost nothing all day, so yeah, I'm a little more hospital, loopy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I've had one meal all day. That's yeah. it. And it wasn't even a meal. It was McDonald's, so... Yeah. Let's talk so, new, sh new stuff. There we go. New shit. So, have you guys been? Uh, <laughs> did you guys ever get to actually watch the the actual like stream for uh, AMG for the mini extravaganza and see like all the stuff that they announced? I I did. I did. I watched the first stream. I did not watch their second yeah. stream though. What about you guys? I did not. I was watching it in as I was watching our podcast stream chat go nuts as you were posting pictures. Yeah, you you were doing that on my Discord as well, which by yeah. the way, thank you so much. because uh, I was uh, you know, time zones are weird. Um, I was working all that day, basically got home, had about half an hour to prepare before I recorded my video on uh like the new hotshots pack and that kind of stuff. Um so I'm like, oh, somebody's already organized all the stuff for me. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> uh to answer your question, no, not in detail. Okay. But I've seen so all the bits and pieces. The the one thing that I kind of wanted to take away from like watching the live stream was just the energy that they're putting um for like you, you can feel like the excitement that the developers were having and in introducing this new stuff and some of the comments that they were making that they were you know making long-term plans for x-wing uh when it comes mm -hmm. to like new packs that are coming out new scenario stuff uh the releases for some of the uh the reprints that are coming out in the future for some of the ships that haven't been out since 1.0 um it, it definitely had a lot more positivity um for what they feel is the future of x-wing and that is something that i really took away from that you know despite all the you know extra stuff that they they displayed and it uh it made me feel good for the future of the game as being supported so i'm gonna i'm gonna say two things if i can really quick right no. uh, and i apologize maybe it's just because my show and i want to say things um <laughs> but the first thing is i agree with the sentiment to some extent like uh, that, that you're saying like i'm excited for us getting new stuff um and, and I like that a lot. The second thing is the big thing that I have um, is that we didn't see any new ships come out. So I'm just going to open the spoilers right. and say we didn't see any new ships. I don't like that piece of it. I'm, I apologize because I don't I don't like that. And I know that it probably offends people. But like to me, that's that's not a great look for them. But on again, we're going to go back to the positive sandwich, right? On a positive side, my pocketbook right now is super excited for the next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, I, you have no, like, I feel like a kid in a candy shop saying, oh, I'm going to get a bunch of new pilots and a couple of scenario packs. Oh, Chris has to spend less than $100 next year. Boom. Sign me up, baby. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Absolutely. Um, And again, I like I said, I, I, I apologize because, like, I really wanted new ships, but I really like the fact that I don't have to spend a bunch of money. I guess, you know. <laughs> yeah, but uh but still, I mean, it's, it's still a great way for them to put out new content without having to design new cards and stuff. And um and it it still makes me want to use the stuff that I already own 
and you know and just bring them out again and stuff that maybe i haven't like touched in, in some time and it feels more refreshed and more revitalized with these packs that you know makes me want to run them again here so mm. um just going over through some some bullet points here for uh some of the news that they announced there uh they did talk about the um the world's event that's happening this year um they are accepting all previous world invites uh, going all the way back to 2019 um and they will be valid for this year uh, coming in and uh they're going to be announced at the next overseas qualifier event uh later on uh, this year the um they also showed a preview of the new amg webpage for x-wing where they're going to have everything for x-wing there on that page i didn't grab a snip of it i forgot to grab that but um it did look um pretty good to actually see a, a page dedicated to x-wing with actual graphics and links to like the like for stuff that you can buy it and it actually looks like a proper site for once rather than just oh you know marvel crisis protocol and hit this little site link over here so you can see everything else that we have um so that's that's nice that they finally are getting that piece together and then um they went over the um going back to the the op stuff uh the store championship kits that are coming out for next year for 2023 and 2024 the winners for those store level championships will get world's invites um, they are going to be the base invites where you just get to go to worlds. Um, they won't like cover like airfare or anything like that, uh, but they will have the premier OP kits that will also uh, that will include that and will give a number of buys based on the number of the field of players in the field for that. Um, so that's exciting to to have that there as well. And then uh, they also uh, talked about the. Uh, the new stuff that's coming out in terms of expansions. Obviously, we know Battle of Yavin coming out here pretty soon. They did show uh, a little bit of the Siege of Coruscant, which is the next scenario pack that's coming out. Um, and they gave a synopsis of it. Uh, it's basically the uh, like the beginning of Episode 3 when Anakin and Obi-Wan are trying to make it to the Invisible Hand to try to rescue Palpatine. And the scenario is based upon that particular um, that particular battle with the Siege of Coruscant. Um, they did make mention of the future scenario packs, one of them being the Battle of Endor, which I'm extremely excited about. And then the Children of Mandalore, which is going to be really interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm really interested to see how they're going to make this more of a scum based scenario pack um and see what they do with that uh that particular scenario yeah i i was yeah i, I agree I, I was very excited by the different scenarios and i i guess it's not really a secret uh, on this show I, i'm a big fan of the direction of scenario play that that they've taken x-wing um and some of that so that i I'm not a super big fan of Armada, like per se. Like I like it. I think it's a good game. Um, I like X-wing better so far. Um, mm -hmm. I think Armada is more strategic in its style of play. Um, but I, I I like the fast pace of X-wing. I like the X-wing yeah. feel. I like the control I get. And um, them introducing scenarios it, it, to me just seemed great. Like I I was super excited by it. Um, even though they needed to make a few tweaks, um, yeah. I, I still was pretty excited by it. So getting new scenarios and, and, and right. Like when can we have a competitive scenario, you know, like tournament, right? Like when, when can I have a worlds where we play with just their base scenarios and then give me a worlds where we get to play with these bigger scenarios, right? Like, can you imagine having a worlds where I can have a battle of Yarvin? 
Like, come on. Like, you're going to play Battle of Hell Yarvin yeah. 1. You're going to play, you know, Battle of um, Coruscant or whatever next. Like, oh, man. Like, give me that. I'm excited by that. You know, but I mm. like the epic play, too. Right? So, anyway. Um, just me. Diversity. Just me Diversity is good. Yeah. Yarvin. Fuck. God damn it, Des. Yes, I say it wrong every time. Yavin. It's <laughs> Yavin. Yavin. Yeah. I know it's Yavin. <laughs> I've watched Star Wars since I've been like three years old and I still can't pronounce it. Don't worry. <laughs> ah, we so know th- what you meant. <laughs> so Nick, what, what are your thoughts so far on the, um, on the scenario packs that are coming out? Did you get the First of all, I just want to say, um, based on what I was saying before, uh, uh, I, I've only seen the spoilers. I haven't heard a lot of what you just said. I had no idea that they actually officially announced then previewed the new website. Oh my God. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. It, this has been way too long coming, um, just as an aside. Um, yeah. Uh, I love the design of these. I think this this seems to be more in keeping with what AMG wants the game to be. And I, I've made videos on on what I think of the direction of the game. I'm not going to retrace too much of that here. Um, but I think if they are going to fundamentally change the game, if they are going to go forward with their own design ethos, um, they, they need to go all in. And these sort of quick build cards are fantastic. They're great for new players and also just for uh, stickiness. Uh, like when you're sitting across from your player, uh, your opponent, you're not having to work out the 10 different upgrade cards they have like you currently do in the uh, points building system. You have, oh, you have uh, the Battle of Yavin Big Star Collider. Cool. I know. I've fought against it three times. I, I know what it does, which is really, really cool. Um, uh, also Battle of Endor is on the cards, is it? That's interesting because mm-hmm. it means they're going to sort of go over Rebel and Empire twice before they even visit, um, uh, First Order and Resistance. They did make mention of a, uh, of a sequel trilogy. Um, however, I, uh, I reviewed it twice and I don't believe they actually gave it an official name. It could be the Battle of, um, uh, uh, the Evacuation of the Car. Um, I think that's what they were making reference to, but I'm not 100% sure. So that'd be cool because, you know, it features all the, the really nice yeah. ships and Poe and the yeah. bombers and the A wings and the, yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Indeed. Um, but then again, it's Endor, man. So who cares? Endor's awesome. Let's just, let's just do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, and, and, and like, kind of like Greg said, you know, the, so when we start looking at these build out cards, like they're neat for the scenarios, but we do have to be a little concerned with how they're going to interact inside of a meta, right? Um, we, we do have to be a little more careful with some of those, those pieces. And, and I'm not going to other, I'm not going to, um, give like a large opinion either which way, other than to say, like if we look at the first card on the screen, you now have a range one to two, three dice dorsal turret. So I, mean, I, I will I will answer to that um, in the follow up for that um, when they were actually playing the uh, battle Yavin scenario, they did say on uh, that they accidentally had placed some of the pre production cards on it, and they did have some typos because there was okay. uh, another card which was Sigma Seven. Its ability wasn't um, like done correctly. They did go on to specify that for this particular pilot, the dorsal sword is supposed to be a two die attack, not three. 
um there, there was just oh, some okay. typos on it because it's pre-production and they did address specifically those particular typos on this card in sigma 7 so what we see is a lot of the cards that are there are still pre-production uh, that they displayed. Um, they did say that they did address a lot of those errors on those cards, and it will it will right. come out correctly. So yeah, so and that's fine. I still think we have to be very cautious because depending on what these costs come in at, like I get like I get I understand their logic in like the, the like how they're building. They get they say okay, well Luke's going to be a six cost, and you get twenty two loadout points, and oh here we're going to give you a new. We're going to give you a new Luke, and we don't know what that, you know, like, we don't know what that cost is. So, like, again, I, th I think there has to be a cautiousness to some of um, how they're doing things. Um, on the opposite side of that, like, I'm okay with, like, a list building challenges, right? Because all of a sudden, hey, I could take a standard, like, and I'm going to pick on Darth Vader, and I know nobody wants to hear this, but Darth Vader in the X1 who gets uh, the Defender Vader's, you know, Defender Vader's, you know, like, ability in an X one is mm -hmm. different yeah. and it could be really good or really bad. We haven't played with it yet. Um, so mm. some of me is a little excited by some of that, but at the same token, I will put my cautious, you know, Sherlock Holmes hat on and say, Hmm, Watson, you know, like, do we need to actually have this conversation about how this is going to fit into the meta and where, and, and did they do enough testing to make sure that it's not broken? Right? Like that's where the larger concern comes in because Let's be fair and honest. They, as much playtesting as they did, there was some big screw-ups inside of 2.5 release edition, we'll call it, right? Like, like Jedi should not have a million points and missile slots and all these other <laughs> things and spending force at range zero. Like, that's, like, who knew that would be good? You know, I don't know. I mean, everybody <laughs> else. So, oh, oh here, yeah. would you like a three-point uh, Jedi that can shoot concussion missiles? Merry fucking Christmas. I mean, whatever. I don't want to get into that, it. So. That's true, but we also had problems like that when 2.0 rolled around as well. Like, it's, yeah, it's, it's probably going to happen. It, it, look, one of these cards is going to be busted. It's just, let's just face that fact right now. Um, I think... What these represent is interesting design, and yes, ultimately it is a fairly fundamental change. Something's going to get broken. Half the community is going to yell that AMG are terrible designers. Whatever, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the same cycle all, all over again. It'll get corrected. Everything will be fine. Um, actually, what I wanted to say about these is I love that we're actually getting some flavorful builds. Um, yes. I'm specifically looking at Big's Darklighter with Selfless and his droid. And, you know, it's not like we're just putting a bunch of cards together that don't make sense. Like, they've addressed the power level of that by adding on unique abilities like attack speed and that kind of stuff. So yeah. it's given the design space the ability to sort of go, hey, let's have a movie-accurate version of some of these characters. And that's kind of fun to see. I like that a lot. Yeah. I agree with you on that. So, all right. So let's – I don't want to – like, so everybody can watch AMG stream for spoilers, right? We don't have to like go overly in depth into each of these, um, you know, pieces, right? I think, you know, the big question is like when I bring these up, so we got these two characters, we bring them on screen. Yay. Nay. What do we think about them real quick? Um, and kind of like go around, um, the uh, go around kind of that spectrum, because again, I don't want to spend 24 yeah. hours, you know, going through so, all of them if we yeah. don't have to so for the first one for whole oakland um his main ability to um 
so basically if he disengages for him to to get a free uh, like recharge on his events proton torpedoes um that's a very nice build um it does require him to disengage to get that and still not get the um the downside of a reload which is you know taking that weapons disable token um that's a nice ability for him um it still allows him to stay along the outside of the uh, of the board and still contribute and come in for a powerful punch if he does need to i think that's nice and don't overlook the um precise astromech either i think that's like that's some pretty good secret tech right there as well like just Mm -hmm. Choosing out target locks, attacking with three red dice is actually okay by itself as well. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Dex Tyree uh, being kind of like the the better version of Yvonne Verlaine uh, for um, for the Rebellion, allowing him to roll one additional uh, defense die, encourages that um, that escort fighter type uh, formation flying uh, for the for the Y wing to help him survive a little bit more and um, and still do a lot of work in um with that ordinance that he has put mm. good, right. good jankyard stuff here chuck on r4 astromech can fly alongside anything love it yeah and then over to the empire the return of uh of a few of these pilots over here specifically dark cars but i'll get back to that in a second the new version of back excuse me a backstabber uh, with um, flying specifically with either Darth Vader or Mauler Mythal to roll an additional die. Um, I love the flavor of this particular card because it does, it's very thematic, right? Like he's flying in that trench with Vader and Mauler Mythal and you're, you're there to punish uh, like ships that are going down that trench. And I do like this a lot. It reminds me a lot of like the Obi Anakin that we have over in the Galactic Republic. Um, just having those abilities as long as you have that particular pilot in your build. Uh, really, really nice. I like this a lot. Yeah. And we don't get a lot of high initiative TIE fighters either, right? Like this mm -hmm. is a five. This is a Howl Runner. Like, you know, like we're not getting I6s yet. Yeah. Maybe give me an I6 uh, initiative TIE fighter. That'd be kind of cool. Too. No one lives <laughs> in a TIE fighter long enough to get to I6. <laughs> Except for if you're an FO. Is it because the resistance sucked that bad that FO no, has yes. I6? It's because percent. they actually invested in a shield upgrade those <laughs> yeah, i never said this is howl runner i said it's a nice to see an i5 like howl runner yeah yeah <laughs> fucking greg um yeah, I, again i i like the 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 discipline thing here but at the same time again i don't really care about the discipline i i think discipline has become an overrated um piece to some extent um if you're taking ships off the board a lot faster, you know, like, so if you watch their game, they played <clears throat> and I won't commentate <clears throat> on the qual <clears throat> quality of the game. The video uh, itself looked very nice. It was very nice video. Um, but I don't think the empire wins that one. I think the, the rebels would, would, would easily have taken some of that um, if flown a little bit differently. But that being said, getting afterburners on backstab was really nice like that's that's so super 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 nice yeah absolutely all right sigma then, four is the next one so uh having that um the after you perform a barrel action you uh, spend a charge to perform a boost action i'm uh, basically giving him the um the afterburners or 
the fight the auto thrusters ability that's normally baked in into the regular time interceptors it's a nice option in addition to sensitive controls um it gives you basically both the best of both worlds right because you can either do the sensitive controls to have the preposition um uh barrel roll or boost or you can you can choose not to do that and then during your activation phase you can uh, do like the, the standard TIE fighter uh, boost into barrel roll um, or barrel roll into boost rather for this. And um, you even have the option to do both uh, with prime thrusters on this uh, on this TIE interceptor, which is really, really nice. Um, so it's, uh, it's a really nice um, option at initiative four for the TIE interceptor. Yep. Hmm. So you can do barrel roll boost in either order in the system phase or after you move, and mm -hmm. you can do one after the other if you do a blue maneuver. That's, yes, but I have can't use all the flexibility. That's, that's so cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. Charles. Charles, we, because we there are all... too many options. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Sigma Seven, we have the uh, the corrected card on screen. Originally, you had different wording on it, but during the system phase, you can spend a charge to acquire lock on enemy ship at range zero to one. Very similar to like Mandalorian optics um, that's available for like the Mandalorian fighters. Uh, really nice ability for the uh, the Tie Interceptor to have that, especially when going into the scrum. Um, basically, allows you to get that target lock, and then if you need to, to like do a, a Segnar sloop or a K turn to still keep time on target, you have that offensive mod there to uh, to help you out. So, I, I, does Mandalorian Optics uh, buy a, say acquire or take a target lock action? I have to look it up. I think it's okay. an action, but I believe so. Yeah. yeah. And to be, I'll, I'll be honest. Like normally, I'm not. I'm. I'm big into the Empire, and I like that the Empire likes to crush things. Um, I will say I'm not a big super fan of them being able to acquire it while stressed. I. I. I I'll be. I just. It's a little bit. I, I get that there's no reoccurring charge, so it's only twice a game. I just. It, and yeah. again, this goes back to like what Greg had pointed out. When we talk about base level ships in a game, this yeah. this this one is pretty important, and I I don't know. Again, we'd ha I'd have to play it out. We'd have to do all these other things to make sure it worked. You know, like how it worked and stuff like that. But this one scares me a little bit more in like standard level versus like this scenario pack, right? Um, because I'll be honest, this is a ship I 100% would put on the table. Like I don't care. Like this ship, as long as it doesn't cost more than six, this ship goes on the table. You know for sure. Also, yeah. you say only twice a game, but it's got fire control system, so yeah. that That's twice true. a game lock is very very potent. Also worth m mentioning, um, and I say this because I spoke about some of these a couple of weeks ago when they was first revealed. Um, it has hull upgrade. It's just not written on the card because it has four. Yes, hulls. That's right. It's very <laughs> easy to miss that. It's very easy to miss that. Yeah, that's a good point. I did not see that until you pointed that out. Yeah, and, and it's this particular ship, because not all the interceptors have them. This particular one does have the extra hull on it. Yeah. Mm. Unless that's a mistake as well. Yeah. But we'll, we'll find I'm, I'm going to say probably not, because this is the yeah. upgraded one, Nick. Oh, okay. So, like, yeah. <laughs> this is the one Meanwhile, that was supposed to be corrected. <laughs> now, the, yeah, it the would one be a that... weird mistake to make. Yeah, that wouldn't make yeah. sense. 
Now, the one that definitely has a whole upgrade here, Dark Curse with four hole, and it, it reads while you defend, the attacker's dice cannot be modified. This is a better midnight, basically. <laughs> you don't need that uh, that target lock requirement to like stop the mods on your on your uh, de on your defender, um, and this can can put some hurt. Yeah, and this has four hole too. Yeah, this is the one that has the, the whole upgrade. On so it. does yeah. Maul Mithr Mithil. Mm -hmm. All right, so there yeah. is a Deslin. You're right. I guess I missed that dark curse when that stream happened. Hold on, I gotta go back up. Yeah, see, backstabber doesn't have that extra hall though. Okay. Um, it's not strictly a better midnight because midnight also works on attack. That's true, but yeah, uh, it, it's an I six tie fighter. There you go. Yeah, with an extra hole. You're, you're there. We hear you. <laughs> um, I wonder if this is how this would run when you start adding in all the other like tie swarm pilots, like Aiden, um, or how runner mm. to help with those passive mods, how much more effective these ships would be. Ugh, stop. Yeah. Damn it. We yeah, don't need, they engines. need, all right. How runner is going up to four points. There you go. You're, <laughs> this is ruining next wing. <laughs> it's not free anymore. Yes. Man. Yeah. It's, it's weird having it at I six. It's like, it's not an interceptor. Like we're not, it, you don't get that much benefit from the I six, but yeah, I don't know. It's weird. It's cool. If they thought Ty's head for a hole and this changes back to three hole, I I don't know. I don't know what to, I, like. I'm sorry. Like I I'll be a little critical of that. Like I'm I'm sorry. Like that's that's pretty bad. Like on one card, okay, but not every fucking card, man. <laughs> no, I, I don't think it's a mistake. I I don't. The, the reason I don't think it's a mistake is because I. Then why was dorsal turret three red dice? So, Doesn't make sense either. Well, that was that was specifically called that as a misprint, but. Having okay, them yeah. add a change the whole value on it gets around the bench card of whole upgrade that cannot be added on onto a ship. So this is their way of adding on that extra health on it without and getting around the whole bench whole upgrade for standard play. So that's why they're specifically doing it like this and not actually writing out on this. Otherwise, imagine the the word salad and all of these cards with whole upgrade and shield upgrade. All right, can can I just can I point out then, like okay, I'm. I'm sorry like can I just point out that you could have just given a fucking shield upgrade and we could have just been done with like this wouldn't even be a conversation give it well, a shield upgrade and move well, shield on shield is better shield I, upgrade I is better though dude whatever man we're talking two fucking loadout points it's it okay. like I'm sorry but the the thing is is that this is more susceptible to crits right what, so whatever having having the extra hole upgrade is just more crits that can be added onto the ship, which makes it more susceptible to that. A shield upgrade is strictly a better health that's added onto this particular ship. I, in, I'm not going their, one way look, or another, man, but in their world, it's worth two fucking loadout points. Two, two loadout points. That's what they're telling you it's worth. That's the first thing. Second thing is we have high SFs with three hull and a shield, and they're they're a little like unless they're going to cost this stupid dark curse at two points, which if they do. No, like fuck you guys. No. Like I'm sorry. Yeah, like, this is that. a four point they ship won't. right here. You know, yeah. I without. I, I agree with you from a balance point of view, but canonically, Tie Fighters no shield, no life support. Like I, then I yeah. think that would it would be pushing it too far if it's something. Like then, that. then why not just give a charge base that says you may cancel one, one um uh one face down damage card. Because just that's really it, just transparent. Give it a charge. <laughs> yeah, that, that's clearly just a shield upgrade at that point. 
Um, it, it's also needlessly complex. I, I, I know what yeah. you're saying. I know what you're saying. I think, I think this is the cleanest way of doing it. As as annoying right. as it is, I think this is right. Yeah, I, I, right. I agree with you. It's annoying. I, I'll, I'll say it's, that. Okay, we're gonna move on because we could spend we could we could yeah. we could spend another half hour on semantics here. Yeah, yeah. So um, the the following stream they went over the battles of Yavin scenario. Um, it it was a bit rough to watch if you're a player that likes to like play competitively like that. But the intention behind it was them trying to get newer players to play the scenario, and it, that was the the feeling that they had over there. There were admittedly a ton of mistakes that they had on on stream but it was still good to see like the scenario play out like as a like kind of like a a fun multiplayer match that they had on there for it so they did reveal some of the um some of the condition cards that are added on for this uh particular scenario so the whole scenario itself the way it breaks down is that you have the rebellion has nine turns to um to basically do the trench run and put in uh the fire the proton torpedoes into the the shaft and you have to get at least two critical results in order for the death star to blow up and the rebels will win the empire on the other hand has to try to uh, stop the rebels from doing that either by killing them by gaining 35 points uh, or making the time run out on the rebels and that's their win condition uh, after turn three the um, the empire can uh, deploy their reserve of ships that they have uh, that they put aside at the beginning of the bat and to help them uh, deal with the rebel menace the rebellion has something similar but they have to actually go uh, they actually have to have a ship into the trench run area by turn four or later and then the ship that goes into the trench gets assigned the attack run condition card uh, which uh, which is listed here on it. Uh, basically, they now are, um, when they're, while they're inside of the trench, they get an additional attack die if they're getting shot at from a ship that's outside of the trench. Uh, and the, uh, I'm sorry, they get an additional defense die while they're being shot at by an enemy that's outside of the trench. And they're basically trying to make it across the trench to uh, deliver their payload. Uh, they also have um, their reinforcements, which gets assigned the Yahoo condition, which we got to see there. Yahoo! They, exactly. And then um, that's where they deployed their Rebel Han to come in and uh, try to help them out. And uh, it seemed pretty fun. Um, I would like to see how this is played out with more with people who are actually a little more familiar with the game um, and are a little more precise with their movements and stuff as it felt a little disjointed uh, during the presentation, but it did seem like it's a, a fun variant uh, to play a fun scenario to play for, for the game. Yeah. And if we have enough of the rules in um, after Gen Con happens, we will try to simulate this game. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm going to say, and this is personal fuck scenario play. Why? This Why? is the second scenario that I don't get to play in. I'm a scum wait. player. Wait, I don't wait, get hang to on. destroy the Death Star. I don't. What get was to... the first one? There's this. There's uh, the Death Star, and oh, and I'm sorry, the Battle of Yarvin. Um, I can't play in the Battle of Yarvin. I can't play in Assault on Coruscant. Like I, what, oh, okay, okay. I can't do anything. Well, we're getting there. They announced the Children of Mandalore. That's coming out. That's scum. Okay, so that what, might what be happens? scum versus what, scum too. What what happens yeah. with the Children of Mandalore? Do you know? We what don't know the, yet. What the, oh no! Oh, so we have canon scenarios of shit that happened in movies, but we can't have bounty hunters in that. You know what? Ah, done. 
I must have missed the part of episode four where Boba Fett came in and, you know, helped. Boba defend. Fett is not the only ship that Scum has, JJ. <laughs> All right. All right. At, gonna... least, at least we're not getting the Kessel Run or something, right? Like Empire versus Scum that way. I mean, look, I'll take a Kessel Run scenario. I can fly Han <laughs> in the Falcon. It at least makes yeah, sense. Do it. Please do that. Let's do it. Thank you. You are welcome on this show anytime, sir. I appreciate <laughs> Nick. You're replacing your JJ. That's what's happening. JJ, I'm in. I'm in. Nick JJ has to either give up the head. Giants hat next week or let Nick come stream <laughs> oh, with I us. I gotta go. <laughs> All right, let's keep moving. Let's keep moving. So, yeah. the next one is Siege of Coruscant. I don't know why my title didn't yeah. line up. I will tell you, this is a pretty amazing um, piece here. Um, It'd be a little bit better if the droid was the opposite way, shooting the arc, but that's just my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the They actually finally credited their artist, his name is Preston Stone, who did the artwork for all these scenario packs that they presented on there. Um, big props to him. This is the first time that I remember that they actually credited a particular artist with creating a lot of these uh these background art for this stuff this is probably the best artwork that i've seen for x-wing it's just phenomenal it looks great for sure uh, so i actually missed that part as well are they actually saying they're going to credit it on cards as well like they do in like no MTG they just and that kind of stuff? they did not they just uh, credit they credited him by name um during the the battle ah, okay. scenario soon yeah but uh, but still, for them to even mention them by name like that, like mm. that was that was great because that's the first time I've ever seen it. FFG had never done anything like that, so it, it's a good practice. And as I yeah. said, like wizards do it with with magic all the time, and it's yeah, yeah. It, it's a fundamental part of that game. There's no reason why it couldn't be part of this game too. Yeah. All right, so I don't know, man. We're so far in. Look at this. So okay, so we're gonna there. I mean, there's. There's just so many things that they released. I don't know, you know, like yeah. it's it's crazy uh, here. So there's a new ion weapon that they gave. Yes, that's a cannon. They gave the cannons back to the the Adas. Crazy, yeah, and right? It, it was actually really interesting how they're they're implementing this because they as they added uh, for some of the for some of the Jedi starfighters, they added a, a version of the ESK title for the V-Wing uh, onto the Jedi starfighters, and it makes them proc the the ion ability a lot more reliable. Um, mm -hmm. So you're essentially um, able to convert your crits a lot more easier into ion uh, whenever you're attacking, which makes it a lot more useful, specifically in this scenario, which you're going against droids, which do not want to get ion in the first place. Um, so taking a look at Shock T, another thing that they introduced was the Born for this uh, ship ability, which is specifically for the clones, um, and we'll see a, a version of that later on. Um, so Shock T be, being able to get more uh, more value out of those clones with the purple coordinate action on her bar and, um, and making more use out of it. Yeah, if you think about it, right, it's the... Um, it's, it's them changing that... Um, God, what's that upgrade? A uh, battle meditation upgrade, right? Yeah, that's mm -hmm. that's kind of what it is. And saying, well, it doesn't have to be force carriers anymore. It now can be clone carriers, and I actually like that. I I, I do kind of like that quite a bit. Yeah, um, especially because you have to choose one or the other. You can't just have an upgrade that does both. Yeah. All right, then we have an Anakin. 
uh, fancy Anakin. He's still going to interact with his Obi Wan. Um, uh, and and last week we had a conversation about what would some of the changes be if we could have um, Vader and Obi Wan interact with each other. Go back and listen to last week's episode if you want to hear uh, uh, yeah. that piece of it. Right? That was a, that was a fun little tangent you all didn't expect. Um, and this is a brand new Anakin too, because uh, this one here, his ability no longer interacts with stress. This allows that ship to spend a force after you complete your maneuver to perform a barrel action. Um, so it's a different ability than the previous Ada Anakin. And then the intuitive controls as well uh, allows you to do a purple barrel or boost as well, uh, which is uh, pretty similar to uh, pretty much the exact same what they had for the previous one. Uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's really interesting that they changed his ability now just for the reposition piece of it. So this could essentially allow um, the Adas to double reposition once during the system phase and another after you move, and then still get a focus or a target lock as you need. Also, just randomly, is that R2 ability uh, the Rebel one? It looks different. Uh, D2 Republic... Uh, no, it is nope. still the Republic one because it nope. still allows you to remove the, the, yeah, yeah, the shield. Yeah. There's a lot of cards in this game. My brain yeah, is there very is. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There are. Yeah, absolutely. I'm like, that's that's for... no, it's it's not. It's yeah, it's got it wrong. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> All right. Next one is Count Dooku, who's got an I fucking five, baby. Yes. Finally, <laughs> give me a Symphonical <laughs> Trader that might be worth the points you're gonna make me spend on it. Right, uh, and it's, it gets malice, and it gets this new up new upgrade that we'll probably never ever see um, as a standalone card. But it's called Roiling Anger. At the start of engagement phase, if you are in the enemy's front arc, you may gain one strain token to recover a force. Great, that's I like it. I think it's good. Especially I like on this. It's like oh, I don't have to roll a dice anymore. Merry Christmas. Here you go. The only issue is going to be Notorious, right? Like, this is not going to love Notorious because you're going to fly in with your fucking Notorious. Yeah. <laughs> and you're going to be like, oh, you already got a strain token, baby? All right, yeah, here we go. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but do you reckon this is better than Hate, though? That's, that's mm. the one thing I think because it's very similar kind of design. It's, it's more consistent than Hate? How about that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that for sure. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, how about this? Uh, I'll be honest, Nick. I like hate better if we're talking about like what I like better. Um, but Roiling Anger allows you to recover that force whether they shoot at you or not. So now that, it's no longer now now would say you're gonna shoot at Dooku because I'm getting that force back whether you shoot at me or not. Like it takes that piece out of it, and I and I like that a little bit um more. Mm. And then it gives you a penalty for doing that. You see, I'm a Boba Fett player, so I'm just used to like mushing ships together. So damage is a given, as far as I'm concerned. But I guess <laughs> not everyone plays like that. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, my droids don't like all that damage. I like to be mushed together, but I like to spend my calculates to prevent you from killing me. So yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what K two B four is for. All so right. uh, the next one here is Axe in the Torrent Starfighter. Here, um, and we get the first look here at the Born for this. Uh, text so it reads while another friendly ship at range zero to defense if you are not strained you may spend your focus and evade tokens as if that ship has them and if you do you gain one strain token so this is um a much very similar to network calculations that we see on the separatist side 
um, with the caveat that you're getting a stress token every or a strain token rather every time that you do that. Um, so that is a really nice um, ability here for these clone troopers uh, that are going to come in this pack. They also like this wording here, as if that ship has them. It seems very clean. I, I swear we've had versions of its effect in the past where they actually have to explain the whole effect out for whatever reason. That's, yeah. yeah, that's good. Very good, clean wording. I like that. Yeah. All right. DS, DIST81. If it's not worth like three points, I don't care any. Bar. So sorry. <laughs> like, I, I don't know what to say. Like, tri fighters don't impress me much. Ooh, you I, got outmaneuver, but you're an I4. You're you're not yeah. grievous. You aren't gonna live. That ability though is pretty nice. <sighs> All yeah, right. So while you one... defend or perform an attack, you may reroll any number of your dice. Then if you are defending, gain one strain token for each dice that was re-rolled. If you are attacking, gain a deplete token for each die that was roll re-rolled instead. You get your nut will calculate. Go ahead. So I was going to say that's just awesome insurance. Sorry, you go. <laughs> yeah. No, and I agree. And it, it's it's a contingency that a lot that forces you to outmaneuver them, so you can't run this as a pack. You're going to run this on the side in some way, shape, or form. I still think you die. I don't care what anybody says. Like these things just <laughs> don't live. Um, they're not like they're not they're not soon to fell for fuck's sake. You know, like I'm sorry, no, they're, they're just not. Um, they also have a new thing called contingency protocol at this, after this ship is destroyed, another friendly ship with the same upgrade may perform an action even while stressed. I don't care about that. Cause if, if I'm paying four points for this, I don't want you to kill it one more point but, and but I get you just grievous. Said they get destroyed. You just said that. And now you've got so, a benefit. See, there you go. It's perfectly balanced. Uh, no, There's all things. So, the <laughs> one thing that we're missing out of this, right? There, there is a little context that we got to keep this in mind, right? So they did describe uh, the scenario, how this is going to be played out for the Siege of Coruscant, right? So for the CIS players, they specifically mentioned that the ships will be able to respawn and uh, coming out of hyperspace markers that are going to be placed on the mat for it. So based on that, it is a possibility that if this ship dies, it will still be able to respawn later at probably the following turn and still have all of its stuff on it. So, I mean, that, that could be Even nice. Even if it's unique? Uh, it, they didn't go into specifics because they had they yeah. weren't ready to to reveal it yet. But they did mention that CIS ships would be able to respawn after they die. Oh, all right, yeah, you're right. They did. So we'll 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 put a pin in this, and maybe this will come back. I will tell you, I don't like the fact that I can't give myself network calculate. So I'm, yeah. I or um independent calculates, and I'm sorry, like that's just me. That's the guy. I'm the guy that runs that. Like so, up, I've been running that upgrade before it was popular. So the the question I have, right? Because you, you obviously you're still be able to run this version of it, the standardized version, in addition to the customizable like pilots and stuff. If you have a regular, um, uh, tri fighter and you put network calculations on it, do you also have to put it on the standardized pilot as well? That you can't, because te technically speaking, you can't add cards to this. So yes, they created a conundrum. And 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 yes, like they're gonna have to identify whether this is a standalone style of ship that does not require the um uh the what do they call effect. it the, the what? standardized cards the standardized BS stuff like like they have to make this that that has to be a clarification they're gonna come out with like and, and I think they reveal these type of things so people like us or other people can go 
uh hold on a second what what the fuck there you know like they're gonna <laughs> these things are gonna come up and like like i, I like uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, cause again, I run independent calculate over network calculate. Not all the time. I didn't last week with nickel city, but I do run it quite a bit and I do enjoy my, my independent calculates a lot. I just really do. Um, and yeah. I hope you don't run, you know, Kashka frost cause it, I get screwed every time. <laughs> like, period. So um, the last one here is a hyena here. So this is DBS 32 C. This was originally the, the coordinating uh, bomber uh, for the CIS now has a new ability after you perform an action or a calculated action, uh, you may spend a charge to perform a jam action. So that's a, the nice change for this particular chassis. And then the other change that they have on here is the struts. Uh, it says strut lock override at the start of your activation. You may spend one charge. If you do, you ignore obstacles while you're moving through them this round. So you can't land on them. Um, and so basically it makes them like the mining guild TIE fighter that they can just roll through obstacles, but they can't land on them and stay on them. Can I just tell you right now, I hate it. And I think it's fucking stupid and they should like, <laughs> I, it, like, I'm sorry. Like, fuck you. Fuck you. No, like that's, <laughs> Like this is as as bad as not bringing Guri back to the game. There you go, just to reengage. Wow! <laughs> like, get I'll give me Guri again. I'm okay with Guri again. And hell, I'll tell you what, this is almost as bad as not giving Guri advanced sensors. There you go. There, wow. there, there's yeah. your, there's your, your. It's not really, but um, fun words. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like I, I don't like this at all. Like this is stupid. Like I'm sorry. This is dumb to me. Um. A calculate jam is nice though, I gotta say. For for the separatists. That's that's something that they don't have. They don't have a reliable jammer um on their faction like it like so, so, has sure. You can I explain to you why this still sucks though? You gave me plasma torpedoes, when am I gonna use him? I'm gonna be jamming you. Right? Like, oh, well, oh, I have a contingency protocol. Somebody die so that I can fucking, you know, get a target lock. Come on. <laughs> fuck so off. Like, why the fuck still, do I got plasma torpedoes then? There's still pilots we haven't seen. So it's still early to pass judgment on it. So, so I'm sure. Saying, okay. I'm All right. Yeah. I'm going to be negative on this. I'm sorry. Like, this is personal to me. Like, this is like, like. It's your baby. I know. I know. I don't know. Like, and, and again, if this comes in at four or five points, then I'm just going to be like, yeah, throw this in the garbage. It's worthless now. You know, like. And I'll be honest, yeah. plasma torpedoes are worthless on this thing. Like, what am I? Why do I want a plasma torpedo on an I three of all things? Oh, all my like, unless I'm going to run I ones and I twos, and that's it. Because like the plasma torpedo is going to strip. It, it's, I'm sorry, dumb. I just yeah, I don't know. No worries. So, they would have been better off giving me like the biohex codes or something like that. Like. Let me have biohex codes on this ship so that I can target lock you and jam you from afar. That makes sense. <laughs> We're about yeah. 30 years too early for that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right, fair enough. So the other exciting part was they announced the Hot Shots and Aces 2 pack that's coming uh, later on that will have five pilots for every faction. 
um, included on this, as well as uh, some upgrades and stuff that were missing uh, between the factions. Uh, they did reveal three pilot cards on this one. Um, the first one I was excited for. This one is the Initiative 6 Poe Dameron on the YT-1300. Uh, ability reads before you execute a maneuver. You may spend one charge. You can do ignore obstacles during that maneuver. After you fully execute a maneuver, you may spend two charges to perform a white boost action or a red barrel action. And if you perform the barrel action, you expose the damage card if able. Um, having a large base Falcon being able to do a barrel roll is fantastic, especially at I6. Uh, that's going to be a lot of fun. So spicy. So good. Yeah. I think a lot of people are evaluating this based on that red barrel action. But the rest of this is like just ignoring obstacles is so good. Like, <laughs> yeah, yep. yeah, you can, what you can do, picture this two charges, you barrel roll in front of a rock, uh, recover one charge, then move through the rock the next turn. Like, having that kind of agency on an I6 Falcon is just awesome. It, wait, wait, you know what this sounds like? Dash. Yep. Oh, and what did they say they're going to do? They're going to, oh, we're going to nerf Dash for you and give you a new Dash pilot. But here, have Poe who can do the same fucking thing, except for he doesn't get extra dice, I guess. That's the only yeah. difference. Yeah. At least they he don't fucking have, have Kira. I was going to say, he doesn't have the double tap. And he doesn't have the dial that the YT-13, or the 2400 has either. Yeah. No, don't a death. Yeah. I, I won't <laughs> lie and tell you that I really like this ship, but I, I don't, I'm not excited by that ability per se especially because it's a reoccurring charges right like i don't even need two of these like like okay your goal has to be how can i move through two fucking obstacles like what do i need two ch charges for they reoccur <laughs> like what am i gonna do with that like like, like are you gonna barrel well, me onto another obstacle no this is all the more reason why you need to run to pusk on the scum to stop the charges from reoccurring because good luck trying to go over an obstacle if you don't have a charge that could be good true true what what is it limiting it's basically you can't do that second paragraph twice in a row that's entirely yes. it isn't it yes yeah. exactly yeah. yeah and you can't do the first and the second sequentially or in the same turn yeah, I agree yeah. with Deslin. Don't underestimate what a boost can do for a large base ship. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. Oh, yeah. I will tell you, as a 1.0 scum player, engine upgrade on the YV666 changed my life. Yep. Three, oh, three, hard, three hard with a boost with a yeah. 180 degree. Oh. Dude, on the the old fire spray, big base, when, when they announced oh, 2.0 yeah. and they gave it a medium base with a boost, oh. The hype was real for me. I agree. Yes. Don't spend four points anymore. Beautiful. That's just what I was doing anyway. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, just to finish off, we're going to go straight to um, to the last card here, Joel Jajerod. Uh, for the first order here, he's going to be another Thai FO bomber. Uh, his ability reads, after you perform a boost action, you may spend a charge to remove a non-lock red or orange token. Uh, and, it's, uh, and he has three tokens total uh, for this one here. Um, this one didn't wow me as much, but the only thing I could think of is, um, I, I mean, like doing a stress, um, like a stressful woman, if you were previously stressed uh, or uh, if you were previously strained, you, like taking that off uh, for a boost. Or a pattern analyzer. All right. There, yeah, I or, guess. Or you can just do the red boost and take the stress off. Yeah, yeah. that's more 
what they're going for. You because you cannot, you can't perform your preposition boost and when you're stressed because it's an action. Right, right. So like, uh, can it take prime thrusters? Yes, yes, yes. It can. Well, then, then if it has can. enough points. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm willing to uh, I'm willing to assume that it probably will be able to take prime thrusters. Um, yeah, I, I just like this being like a learning tool for new players. I think, hey, this is what flexibility looks like. It's not on a super high crazy ace or anything like that. It's just, yeah, cool. Learn how to remove uh, tokens and try to abuse as best you can. Yeah, it's it's not meta breaking or anything. It's just a cool. It, it again, it's doing what the faction wants to do, and I I think that's a really cool design. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. I do think when they talk about the non-lock red or orange token, right? Like, so there is that piece where you could have a strain token, not perform a blue maneuver and remove it too, right? So like there is other pieces to this that could be positive. Or how about this? You launch your electro chafe missiles, haven't done your boost action fly through them and remove your jam token. Did you just bookend this podcast? <laughs> well, well done. done. Sure. Well done. Mad respect. Chris. Full circle. Yep. Full Sorry. Circle. Yeah, I have been podcasting for a long time. Absolutely so. love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's really good. Man, but I no, learn like, that. That's right. If um, we're being serious though, like like in serious seriousness though, like you could do that. I mean Yeah. And you could then get, you know, coordinated or something, maybe. Because, uh, I mean, there is... I mean, it's an I-4, right? What is Gideon? I-4? Yeah. Just saying. Yeah, sure. mm. I, I'm just yeah. saying, like, it's... It, it, I'm not saying they're smart enough. <laughs> they're smart enough to think of that. But, like, if it's me, that's kind of... I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. No, I definitely agree. Well, the question that I have on that is... I don't think it's possible. Do they have a gunner slot? Yes. What scale bombardier? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Just yeah, making sure. Yeah. I didn't know they had a gun. I don't fly first order. Shit. Nobody with a strut of decency <laughs> in their humanity flies first order. But if they didn't have the skilled bombardier slot, you can't fire at a three bank and then boost through it. There's just not enough real mm. estate um, there. Yeah. No. no. If, you, you have to intentionally do it out of the two. If the um, skill bombardier trick is already viable on this frame, before we think about like, oh, is this is this good enough to combo with it? Just taking this for the fringe cases where that comes up seems viable by itself. It's not like it's a it's a hard build around the act. This ability is just good anyway. Sure. Um, so it's just a lot of flexibility at no real like detriment. It, it, yeah. No real cost to fly this. So, yeah. It also allows you to to really keep up with. Is it? It's not hollow. What's the other one? Von, is it Von Reg that passes the token? No, it's not, yeah. that's not hollow. Hollow, yeah. So and what's that's, that's hollow's true. at a I four I five I five I five. So you yeah. move him boost to get a red token or do whatever you need to do. Spend the charge to remove it, and then Hollow can he can keep up with Hollow and just be a consistent place for Hollow to to pass a token to, to just keep Hollow up, and then you're you're shedding that token. It's almost like a first order version of what people were doing with um, 
what's the Republic, the Jedi that was like the special? Oh, Plo Koon. Yeah, Plo with Plo Koon yep. being able yep. to like pull tokens off of people to keep them in the fight and not have to be stressed or jammed or you know anything like that. Wow, I or didn't even think of that interaction. That's really good. Yeah, Hound. Yeah, absolutely. Like Hound. Like we haven't even talked about Hound, right? Like Hound is amazing. Yeah. He, he really is, especially when you can start comboing like seven fleet gunner with the disabled tokens. Uh, yep, and, and dedicated really and oh yeah. my god. Really Does weapons disabled count as an orange token? Yes, it is. Yep. Yeah, totally. Are there any FOs that have slam? No. No, not right now. Not yet. Okay. Maybe soon. I was just like like burnout <laughs> thrusters. You burn out, then do your boost. Give oh. the weapons disabled token, kick off the weapons disabled token, and still be able to fire. Could you equip a burnout thrusters on a Z class shuttle or on the large base one? I don't think so. No, but right. it's only it's uh, it's, it's scum so, only though. Oh, it's scum only. Okay, okay, that makes yeah. sense. So the um, the last thing that they talked about here for the mini extravaganza was just talking about the future, about what they're going to do for uh, for reprints and re-releases for X Wing. Uh, they did start off specifically by naming the Thai bomber for the Empire, uh, being the first. Accidentally, yes, accidentally. <laughs> uh, know that guy is either going to get reprimanded or fired for doing that. That was hilarious when that happened. Uh, the other one that they mentioned was the Alpha Class Starwing uh, that's coming out as well, and then they also mentioned the YT twenty four hundred that's coming out as well. Ooh. They did say that all these Ooh. ships uh, going forward will have Ooh. standardized cards in Ooh. addition to their regular cards that were coming out. Ooh. So it, um, they specifically no mentioned ships. that they possibly, yeah, they did state that not every ship was going to get reprinted from one to two or 2.5 rather black box um that they're specifically going for ships that were fan favorites i do absolutely believe that the star viper will be reprinted um because of the demand for that ship to come back in look i'm gonna start a petition yeah you i was do. gonna say i'll sign it. it me too get a piece of paper with twenty thousand signatures on it that's easy just send it in and boom you got your star viper easily that'll probably and be like you, the first thing you say got. twenty thousand signatures is easy but yet you wear a giant's hat where they can shit. Like, so don't talk about me. About I love how that spun around. Where the hell did that come oh, from? Man. <laughs> where the, where's the signature's positioning for me to remove my hat? Come on. Charles, <laughs> I guess we have a race. Can we get more Gurry signatures or more <laughs> JJ remove his hat signatures? Watch you try I, to combine them in the same note. I think we note. can get Nickel City on board for JJ to remove his hat. I'm just saying. Oh man. Um, so yeah, so um so it's interesting that they are they're going to include both the standardized uh pilots for those ships in addition to providing the old ones. They did specifically mention that they were looking at Dash Rendar to rework um that pilot ooh, in particular. So it, we could see a completely different dash than what we originally had. Um so he's not as he could be not as abusive because they do recognize that he is a problematic pilot with his ability. So we could see a more balanced dash coming out with a completely different ability that that could be something that's promising to make that ship playable and not so much as a negative play experience. Well, if they don't and it's anywhere near it, 
it's, it's, it feels like a boycott coming because like i'm sorry like i don't want another dash in the game i don't need dash it was it's dash is not a needed figure in rebels and, I, and i'm sorry but rebels is is good enough on its own without that piece of shit pilot and his ability and i don't care what anyone says like that like he has usurped torkel mux's status <laughs> in x-wing like yes. i no longer bitch about torkel mux at all compared to that and i don't like torkel mux either but i'll tell you what like you get rid of torkel mux's ability to have two arcs and it immediately removes my complaint piece about him to some extent you know yeah absolutely yeah, and then uh, the other part of it was the announcement for new starter kits for each faction, which will have uh, four mm. ships in each pack. Uh, it's not going to have any new uh, like cards or anything like that. They're all going to have Thank standardized God. pilots, and it's basically meant to you buy it, you unpack it, you already have a full set there, a full list there for new players to play, jump into the game, and you're good to go. Um, yeah. So that's that's a really big positive for um, for getting new players into the game. They already have a list already built. It's probably going to cost a little more than what the the current core set is. But bucks. if you're getting four ships, yeah, easy. I can see that being a hundred bucks. But if it comes with a full list and you have everything you need, you know, the dials, uh, the the range rulers, everything. I mean, that's great. That's good to go. Yeah. If it's anything like the Legion Battle Forces, which just yeah. go to an LGS, buy it, play in the same day. Awesome. Big thumbs up. Yeah. No, and I agree. And, and, and my theory is, is they're not going to use all of the ships from their pre-release three ship packs that they now have in every faction. My theory is going to be that there might be one of those ships in that thing, but they're not going to have, um, like, I'm not going to go and buy a Republic starter kit that has um three jedis and a lat that's that's probably not going to happen um yeah yeah agreed and and i'm excited by that to be honest with you like and and depending on the cost like i i think they're going to be 100 bucks i'm hoping they come in at uh 45 to 55 like that would be like my like dream is that because then i could buy some and do giveaways for the stream right like i, yeah. I think that 100 bucks that's that's a really hard like i don't we our stream doesn't make enough money to spend hundred bucks for a giveaway right now. So if you all want to yeah. uh, help sub out, you're welcome to join uh patreon.com or you're welcome to sub uh, <laughs> here on Twitch. Plug, but, plug, plug, plug. Um, or <laughs> you can PayPal the stream. You know, we have we actually have an LLC set up. So um anyway, but I just like I'll be honest, like if we could keep that cost a little bit lower, um they will immediately draw in new players just based on that cost. And like I'll tell you what like my LCG like we are not my LCG. Jesus Christ, it's, it's your like, limited card game. Yeah, my limited card game that I don't play anymore because <laughs> I can't play Destiny anymore. But by the way, if you like Destiny and you ever want to play old school Destiny, hit me up. I'll play it. Um, especially if you're in Michigan. Um, but you know, it goes back to if we could get a kit for 55, 60 bucks, right? You know, like uh, typically on um, you know, a store gives a discount, right? And one of the stores we go to specifically has you know they give 10 percent off almost everything no matter what that's just what they do and like there are six of us and i already talked to you know a couple of the guys it's like hey if we had a brand new player that committed to come every week would you buy him a starter kit so that they could just join in and play with us yes like immediately yes and, and i don't say that because i have enough money to just do that for like 20 people to show up so please don't 
um, have 20 new people show up because my wife, my wife will literally kill me. Um, but at the same token, if that happens or we had 20 people show up, I could literally walk into the store and say, Hey, you just had, you know, these players can literally put ships on the table every week and join us. Like they're going to buy shit. It's, it's not even a questions asked like scenario, you know, conversation. So if they can make the price point 45 to 55 dollars or even 60 is probably fine. That price point for a brand new player to like the rest of us pitch in 5 bucks a piece, boom, merry christmas. You know, that's that's there's there's your your, you know, come play with us thing and you're going to get new players in the game instantaneously. So, um long story short, I love the idea. I'm happy they're updating their starter kits. And you know what this means? Unless AMG somehow loses the license, we ain't going to get no more new bloody starter kits for a long yes. time. Thank yes. God. And that Thank means God. we're not going to get a fucking 3.0. That's what this means. Yes. You know, no one's going to invest in that kind of capital in producing a product that all of a sudden in two years are going to replace with a 3.0 yeah. version, you know? Yeah. And then the most exciting part is their, their closing comments saying that they have a roadmap for the next five years of content for X-Wing, uh, and they are excited to bring a new product for it that's coming out later down the road. Um, so it's good to know that they do plan to design stuff for X-Wing uh, down the road for the next five years, so we'll see more and more content. Uh, I do agree the same sentiment that you expressed earlier, that yes, we're not getting, uh, they didn't announce any new ships, but at the same time, I am excited to find different ways to play X-Wing. I'm excited to already get new content for the ships that I already own without having to buy yet more cargo space to store all these new ships um, and um, and just enjoy the game even more, right? Like enjoy more options that you can use to play the game. So, yep. You know what my, my, my dollars go to? So so I, I actually have a um, board game budget um, that I'm allowed to spend every month. So um, <laughs> I have that. Um, built into my personal budget because I spend a lot of money on board games. Um, so it just means that either I can enhance my other piece of my board game collection because right now I'm funding my uh, brother's Arkham Horror collection, <clears throat> unfortunately. But um, it means I have the ability to spend a little bit of money on new players coming in and not feel bad about it because it's like I'm getting somebody new into the game that... I can play and mentor um, and have a good time with. And to me, that's exciting. So um, we're going to wrap up the show. We've gone longer, even with the delay and bloody Tanner's internet. But what I want to do is Nick, Harry, Nick, even though you, you, you look semi hairy, like you, you are a very clean cut, <laughs> hairy person. Let's just be frank. Like you haven't seen my, be my beard used to stand from here down to like, down here in my chest like my beard <laughs> rivaled your hair so like when we talk about hairy people like you you are you are a semi-hairy in my opinion we never got to the metal discussion either like we never got into like are you a death metal fan back. yeah so not not death metal per se i like um thrash progressive classic rock that kind of stuff yeah 
long right. as it's not We're Nickelback, we're okay. Do you like Nickelback? You do? Wait, you like Nickelback? Oh, hold on. Let me no, disconnect no. him right now. He said hold no. He said okay. no. All right. All right. You, know, I, you know, I think there's, they get way too much hate, but I don't, I don't like him or anything like that. There, there's a re, an eject button. I can eject you from the stream right now. Like if, you, <laughs> if you say, I like Nickelback, boom, you're gone. Like It's done and over with. Um, that's that's the hellworthy trespass for our stream. Yeah, yes, <laughs> like Charles and I don't always agree on metal music. So, <laughs> I think, but we agree I, on that. I think we found the one thing that Tanner hates more than uh, Dash Rendar. Oh yes, hundred <laughs> percent. Yep. You know who I hate even more than Nickelback? Creed. I fucking hate Creed even more than Nickelback. Creed, wait, okay, oh, hold on. Wait, wait, wait. I don't hate Creed. I hate Scott Stapp. I hate Creed. Alter, Alter Bridge is an amazing band, and that's Creed without Scott Staff. So, like, oh, I'm gonna have generic bloody. Okay, well, I, I've been drinking, <laughs> really? and we hold will on, go. We'll go down a path we don't want to go down yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Let's back away because I need to sleep. Yeah, we, like, Charles and I could. <laughs> we could have a metal. All right, we're gonna have a metal stream planning phase syndicate, and you gotta invite Sandy. Sandy gets to come too. Because I found out Sandy's, um, yeah. they are a big metalhead. Like we talked after our stream um, the other day for like a half hour about new bands. So just saying. Nice. Um, anyway, <laughs> long story short, to closing the episode out three minutes later, Nick, where the fuck can people find you? What do you do? And why should they hang out with you? YouTube.com slash Harry Nick. I think that hyperlink still works. Just search for Harry Nick on YouTube. I do videos on the YouTube. I talk about X-Wing, um, uh, theory crafting, list building, all that kind of fun stuff. Also, you can find me on all relevant socials, uh, Facebook, Reddit. There's one more. Twitter. Um, just Hairy Nick. There's Hairy Nick on all of them. For some unknown reason, I managed to get a domain, which is awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah, come hang out. Come chat about X-Wing with me. I've also got my own Patreon and all that kind of stuff. If you're interested in that, Head over to the YouTube channel. It, it's all it's all there. Um, JJ knows. He, he's he's oh, nodding. Yeah. I can see him. Yeah. JJ's um, donating yeah. more money to them than he has to us. There you go. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that, baby. <laughs> all right. It's Nick, true. thank you so much for joining us. It was a pleasure to have you um, on. Pleasure it's be, it's yeah. a pleasure to have a legend of hair on the show. So just saying. <laughs> all right. With that being said, thank you all for joining us. We will be back with some XCC streams game this week. I will tell you, I'll be frank and tell you that um, right now, all of my availability just went through the air because my son's in the hospital. So I will be at the hospital for the next three days on and off. So I cannot guarantee I'll have XCC streams um, the first part of the week. Um, JJ will be picking up the ones he can. And then I'm hoping to grab some at the end of the week as well. Um, with that being said, we will always be back at next week, Sunday night, 9 p.m. Eastern, 100 UTC the next day. Join us live and have a great fucking time. Have a good night, and we'll see you next week, everyone. See ya.